Welcome back guys to Awkward and Black. So many things to talk about. Well, not that many things, but some, some interesting trending topics, I guess you could say that have come up. This one over here is looking like he's doing jumping jacks, but sitting you down. You know what this is like? Remember the night, <laughs> remember, remember that movie we grew up on Angels in the Outfield? Remember yes. when the whole crowd was doing this? And everyone's like, yo, I gotta yes. watch that on Disney. Remember everyone's like, it's That's the angels. An old movie, my god. Everyone's gonna do it this. I gotta I gotta save that. I gotta watch Angels in the Outfield this That's week. gonna be so old. Love those, I used to love those like feel good movies, man. I used to yeah. love it was like when we watched Soul the other day, and I'm like, man, I missed this. Right. Remember the 90s was all about that, but I remember that. And there was the part where like the whole entire crowd can now see the angel, and they're just all doing yeah. it together because they didn't believe yeah. the kid. They're like, "See the angels in the outfield." Was, you know what? Shit, right? Not only does that make me feel old, you know what made me feel old yesterday? Oh. <laughs> the song that Lady Marmalade, the song that Chris Aguilera, Pink, and like yeah. Little Kim did, came out 20 years ago yesterday. Jesus Christ! I was like 20 years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I remember when that song came out. Yo, whenever I see those posts like on Facebook oh and it's just like 20 years ago was back that ass up juvenile and I'm sitting there like, I have to think about it and then I'm like for the 99 and the 2000, I'm like, yeah, they're right. That was about over 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. For Doesn't that make you feel old? Right. Yeah, man. Like, Jeez. I remember somebody, somebody had one about Petey Pablo the other day with that North Carolina go on a Oh, yeah. I used to that fucking track. I forget. I think it was like 15 years at that point. Oh, I just, see, that's what I mean. That's a sad. long time. It makes you realize, you know like, oh god. It makes you realize that I'm old, um, yeah. and it makes me enjoy it because I grew up on the best music possible. I didn't really touch the 80s, but the 90s and the early 2000s, I absolutely loved. And yeah, I'm happy that I got to. I'm happy I got to experience the music because when you're listening to it, it's not the same. Like I'm a New Jack Swing fan, and I was mm -hmm. alive during the era, but. I didn't really experience it. It's not the same when you experience it. You didn't experience it, like, it till, like, after, because then you got out. to remember. Yeah, I was gonna say, you got to experience nah, it after man. because you remember. You can remember it now. Before, you like, maybe it if you're little good. and you hear a track, you're like, I remember this song, but I can't remember from where. Yeah. And then if you then grew up on it later, you're like, okay, that's where I remember it from. Like, I remember I, I saw kid. these kids, I saw these kids, like, having an, an, an Ashanti nostalgia moment, but it was kids who were, like, five and six when Ashanti came out. So I had to go back and listen to some of these tracks. I was like, damn, I didn't appreciate this shit was good. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, it's one of those things, man. I like, do one have of the Ashanti's, verses... like, first album on Apple Music. I do have it. Yeah, I, I used to own Ashanti's first album. I'm not even lying to you. This is back really? in the day. Like, yeah, I, yo, I was really in, I was in, I was in, because, like, back then when I was in, like, grade six and seven, like, I had no money, right? And it's like, yeah. My parents wouldn't really buy me CDs that had the advisory sticker on it. So I had to be like, oh, let me get an Ashanti. Let me get in a Destiny's Child. I think the first advisory CD I ever got was like Nelly. And that when Nelly came out, I was like, I was like 12 at that point. And I think after Nelly, the remainder of the CDs. Nelly I came out when you were 12? 50 cent. Oh, man, I was 13. 11, Holy shit. Yeah, I want to say 11, 12 around there. Yeah. Oh and then God, after that, so like old. the rest of the CDs, that's when I started buying my own hip hop CDs. But like, yeah, man. Let's begin about this. Like, this is why, like, I can't wait. Um, they're having two versus battles coming up. The versus announced yeah. like a bunch of battles, but they're all like blurred out. I can't wait for Isley Brothers. I never thought I would say this versus Earth, Wind, and Fire because in my mind, I'm like Earth, Wind, and Fire ain't got shit. The only Earth, Wind, and Fire song I really know like that is and I remember September. It's called September. Hey. <laughs> but like, Isley Brothers, it's like. Some of my, I guess because I'm a hip-hop kid, like some of my yeah. favorite hip-hop tracks of all time are Izzy Brothers music. I don't even know this. Like, yeah, they songs, sampled it. 
Ice Cube songs. Like today was a good day. It's like I think Voyage to Atlantis. I just love that song. And then you and then you go into like the Ron Isley early two thousands era, where like I don't I don't know if they're gonna get into those ones, but if they do, oh my god, like. It's going to be interesting because a lot of people, not even a competition. A lot of, no, I'm just saying a lot of people don't realize how much Isley Brothers music has been sampled throughout the sampled. years where you, Jesus. you are, you associate, if you don't know any better, yeah. you associate it with the artist who sampled it. And then you hear the song and you're like, wait, this is by them. And you realize and that, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why it's going to hit in the comments because you're going to have the older generation that knows the track and you yeah. have the newer generation that knows the sample. And it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't, I don't think Earth, Wind & Fire should do this, man. And then Listen, there's another. The only, the only Earth, Wind, and Fire song I know is September. I have that too. Actually, it's the only it. song I have. But. <laughs> and then there's another know. one, um, SWV versus Escape. And okay, oh. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, that's when another I was one coming, coming up, up. Yeah, when I was, I was more. Up, see, I made, I paid attention more to the Isley Brother and like Earth, Wind, and Fire thing. I didn't really know that SWV. I, I did was too. Doing I did too. When I was coming up, Escape had two tracks. They had the um. They had the, um, oh my God, I just had it in my head too. What's it gonna I, be? Yes, dun, I like that song dun, still. Dun, 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 dun. I still like that song. Be? More than just friends. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they had, um, kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Yes. Party y'all down to the escape beat. Just kick it, just kick it. Just kick it. <laughs> But As we were witnessing, thing. he's having a moment, guys. I am having a moment. I don't know. <laughs> this is the thing. It's the thing, though. It's like escape. I kind of viewed escape the way I view like there was a, there was a there was a group called like Blank, and then mm -hmm. I don't really remember this group. Like, or, like I remember just groups them. like groups that had like the one two hits, and I was like the, the way I the way I view like like H Town in a way. Like, kind of view like yeah. that. But it's just like it's just like. I don't know, like, and I, I, I it's gonna sound horrible for me to say, but every time I watch an old Escape video now, because okay, I didn't know that Ti's wife Tiny was in Escape. Me and neither. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I didn't know that and either. Every time I go on YouTube and I put on an Escape video, I can't help but see his wife's lip, and it just it ruins the whole experience I once had with the, the band. And I'm just like, I don't know, bro. I just I can't do it. Bro. I just I just can't. Yeah, do it. it's it's but weird. But SWV and I feel SWV's hits are a little different. Like you got weak, then you got um the Michael Jackson remake they did um oh, oh. oh my god I know this I just it's can't my remember mind right now it's still in my mind right now it's in my mind right now but like now I gotta look it up because now 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 it's slipped my mind hold on hold on hold on hold on come on don't don't do me like that SWV tracks. It's like, it's like, when you look at it, I'm like, no, like, I'm so into you, weak. There you go. It was the Human Nature, the Right Here Human Nature remix. That was a Michael Jackson sample. It's just like, then you have Rain, like, it's just, no, 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 no. I get so weak in the knees. Like, that, that God song alone. God lose all control. Yeah, love that song. <laughs> I'm not gonna keep singing. <laughs> no, continue that. You're just gonna no. give a sample. I just like that okay. song. I just like I like that song. That that song alone <laughs> is like that song and R. Kelly's whole catalog was like sex music for our generation. I don't even understand. Like you can't even no no no. It's but you know what? I I don't I listen. I I okay. I I, I think the members of Escape might be more popular because they mm -hmm. had like a reality show a few years ago that people watched and people know who Tiny is. Well, I think the members of SWV are not really in the spotlight like that. They do tour mm -hmm. on those ninety tours, 
But SWV is going to smash them, though. To, to anybody from yeah. a certain generation, it's not even it's not even a competition. But I'm waiting to see it, man. There's a few other battles. I want to see what else they have coming up. I think Versus is doing something good. Some battles I didn't watch, but some battles I'm really into. I'm an R&B guy, so I'm looking forward so to So it should that. be good, actually, once you kind of get get to it. Like, it should be fun. It should actually be fun to see. So. But let's let's get right into it. We know what everyone's waiting for. We okay. know what every podcast is going to be talking about. We know what every anyone uh, that makes any sort of content is going to be talking about this. Let's not wait. Let's not. We're not going to put it at the end. We're not going to give you guys a teaser. We're going to come right out the gate with it. Let's talk about the greatest narcissist of all time, Derek Jackson. Just yeah. the, like ah. Uh, okay, I'm just going to say go this first. first. You want me to go no, no, first. no. I'm just going to say this. Go I'm just going to say to get this out here. So I didn't know who Derek Jackson was literally until I think I started dating you <laughs> because I didn't see his videos or anything like that. And I remember, I remember you sent me one of his videos and I can't remember. You're not his demographic. You're not his demographic. And I watched it. Like I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched it. And I remember the one thing I said to you was I said, this man is a narcissist. <laughs> and I said, he's egotistical and he's a narcissist. And you thought it was so funny. Like the opinion that I had, I said, no, I don't want to hear this nonsense. I'm not about it, but I did know that he was a narcissist. So what is happening? is okay. hilarious yeah. to me it is hilarious to me just because this man has curated an image of him being like this god-fearing righteous man who literally just used to say if you cheat if you're a man and you cheat then you pretty much ain't shit you're terrible all these things only for it to come out that he has been cheating on his wife also, by the way, I didn't know Derek Jackson was even married, but no one, knew. No one <laughs> I didn't knew. know he was married. But I think to, there was a baby to, seat in the back, so people always knew he had a kid or something. Like just no to hear that, I'm just like, so everything that you have been feeding people for however how long you have made yourself internet famous have been bold face lies. And mm, he's like a Tyler Perry nigga walking. The fact <laughs> that. Listen, I can't get over the fact that he actually even filmed a video with his wife hold, like holding her hand saying this stuff and then and then filmed and then filmed a reaction video to his own video where he completely removed it. himself from I the situation it. which is I which is it. which is very narcissistic to do like he acted as if it wasn't him in the video for. talking like I I'm sorry I know best. that I'm like I know He's the best. Listen, he's one of those people you just have to <laughs> watch no. bird. Just watch a bird. Bird. Can I? Can I? I can, can I? Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just want to like say the, my little like nutshell okay. there. Where let we can me get into it. Let me. Let me. Let me calm it down and bring some humanity to it a little bit. Okay. Let, then we can go back into roasting this nigga again. Bring I know. I know. There's not, there's not much humanity left in it. But um. Okay. Let me say. Let me say. Let me say. So the people who okay. don't know who Derek Jackson is, right? So the way I was introduced to Derek Jackson, it was I think I was going to York at the time. It was like around two thousand and. 11 no maybe 2012 13 wait he's been online that time. for that long yeah 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 it was around that time 2012 13 <laughs> and i was always a facebook guy right i never really had twitter i got instagram literally like after covid right so i never really had twitter i got Instagram after covid i was always a facebook guy so maybe this is why i saw it more so at the time i must i was in college i was like 22 23 and i started seeing these videos of this guy popping up doing videos in his car making sense 
He was saying, like, don't cheat on your girl, you know, da-da-da-da. And I realized he was Christian, so he kept talking about God and God and mm -hmm. God. But I'm not a religious person. I'm not a Christian or whatever the hell, right? So that's not me. But so he was going off Same using religion. Yes. So he was going off utilizing religion to justify very common sense things. I wasn't necessarily mad at Derek Jackson. I was like, okay, what he's saying is true. And I started to see a lot of women flock to him specifically like black woman because he's black and I, I understand it he's a big muscle bound dark skinned black guy good looking he wears his schmedium shirts you know what i mean and and he talks very <laughs> aggressively schmedium and he talks very aggressively and direct so i understand why people like that right it's the whole like alpha male image shit mm. i get it i understand it right so and he started to garner a certain a certain group of black women and this is why i say you're not really his demographic his demographic is religious christian black woman or or single black woman maybe above 30 but mostly religious christian black woman single or not single that's his demographic mm -hmm. because he uses religion to speak to them right and i understand that but i started to see girls on my page flock like the way they would post Derek jackson it was like i think the only thing i saw being posted more than that was like the old tyler perry not Tyler Perry. The old Steve Harvey videos on the Steve yeah. Harvey show when he yeah. would ask questions. Not even as much. Derek Jackson was a phenomenon. And it was like every girl would be like, oh my God, he's right. And I think what Derek Jackson did at that moment is once he garnered his audience based mm -hmm. off the way he looked and utilizing Jesus Christ and God, mm -hmm. I think that's when he started to cater to that audience. And I think, I understand why he's doing that. That's what you got to do. But I think catering to the audience is fine, but catering to the audience and creating yourself as this perfect male who does no wrong and who's absolutely perfect, I think that was his downfall. Because there was a certain point in time, I think it was maybe about 2016, I want to say around there, where I started seeing Derek Jackson videos just go left. Right? Like I said, I wasn't mad at his videos in the beginning. I wasn't mad at mm -hmm. it. But when he started to say, like, I have no empathy for men who are cheaters, I have no empathy for men who who can't get over their promiscuous ways, like, he's making it seem like, like he's above these men, and he's yeah. never made a mistake in his life. And this is where people people who do this holier-than-thou shit always fall. Perfect example is Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby used to judge other black comedians and say, I'm better than you. Okay, holier than now, but now when Bill Cosby's in front of the case with a bunch of women, nobody's here to defend you because they're like, hold on, weren't you better than us? I think that's where it goes left. And I feel like mm -hmm. I usually see this a lot in like the black hotep space. Like you'll have these hotep people that try to be, they, they have, they feel that they feel that they have to project this image of being absolutely perfect. So this way people can, can follow them. Yes. Well, you see this a lot in the Christian space with pastors. You mm -hmm. have to project this image so people can follow you. And these pastors always fall short, whether it's molestation or, or for most, for most pastors in the black world, it's usually cheating on their wives. Like that's usually the common thing or having kids with the other woman in the church. Like, yeah. but they try to project this image. And I feel like this, I've said this for years. Humans are flawed. We are all flawed. And I understand Derek Jackson's narcissism. I think, I think every guy has had their era of narcissism. When I was like 19 to like 23, I had spits of narcissism where I used to like dissolve myself of any blame and, my friends used to always laugh at this because I used to always say I was young, I was young, right? But <laughs> I, I was never all the way with it. And it's yeah. just like, I think I got to that point where I started to look back on my old relationships and look back on my old friendships and be like, okay, maybe I caused that. Maybe that was me. Maybe that was me. And then yeah, when I got a to around- moment. Yeah. And I think the good thing is like, I have friends around me where we all do this to each other. So it's like, okay. 
we'll we'll call each other out on it and be like, yo, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. And by the time <laughs> I got to like 24 years old, not only had I self-reflect, but I was able to look at myself differently. And I started saying it. I'm like, yo, I ain't shit. When I first met you, when we were talking, I told you to your face. I'm like, listen, I ain't shit. I ain't shit. And I told you all the shit. Like, I wasn't pretending like I was this perfect guy. I never did anything. I was like, listen, I ain't shit. Let me run you down the ain't shit shit that I've been a part of because I ain't shit. And I'm flawed. And I think everybody is flawed. I think when you project this image that you are not flawed. Every human has natural flaws that they are inclined to. No one is perfect. Perfection does not exist. Yes. And this is, I think that's what Derek Jackson was trying to do because he wanted to cater to that base. And as my boy DM said, he wanted to be like, like the image of like the black masculine male that's perfect. And here we go, Derek. And I think the issue why a lot of people are reveling in Derek's bullshit is because, like I said, for the later half of his career, for the majority of his career, I should say, he started doing the like, he started leaving no accountability on the woman. No matter what happened, it was the man's fault. As he said, and we've seen the clips surface of him saying, um, I do, I, what do you say? I have no sympathy for men that cheat. And men, yeah. that chimp- and men that cheat should not deserve sympathy. And if they cheat once, they've cheated many times. And all of these things are true now for him. He's cheated once, yes. he's cheated many times. And why should we pr- give you sympathy if you don't have sympathy? I remember when I started to see Derek Jackson was bullshit. When I really saw the bullshit was when, um, I showed you this too. I showed you this. This is when I introduced you to Derek Jackson. There was a video, so there was there was a post that a mm-hmm. woman made about going on a date with a man, and she went on a date with a man to a restaurant. And oh and yes, yes, she went on I a date with a man to the restaurant, and and the man, I guess the man invited her on the date. Whatever he invited her, yeah. so the man, you know, first date, you paid for her meal and his meal as he should. No, no, I've never disagreed with any of that. Um, and then after the girl was done, she had the audacity, the illegitimate gall. To ask the guy, can you buy two meals for my two children at home? Like, that's the nigga's responsibility. And then she posted it in a way saying, like, oh, this guy is trash. He didn't buy the meals for my kids. And I saw... And I was like, he shouldn't. He shouldn't buy them. And there was this social media reaction on Black Twitter about it. And the majority of people on Black Twitter in the beginning were like, this is crazy. Like, come on, bro. Like, Like, no one's... Like, what? There was a few girls here and there... We're like da 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 da, but we know those girls live in that space of that type of culture, so we get it. Mm-hmm. But the majority of women, the majority of men, were like, "This is crazy." Then Derek Jackson comes on, and I'll never forget this. He's sitting in his car with a with a too tight shirt, and he's sitting there. And I saw the video, and he says, "He I goes, well, maybe that woman was trying to test you. Maybe she wanted to know that you could provide. Maybe she was testing your manhood, and you failed." That doesn't to make test. any sense. I invite you on one date, and I'm supposed to be you're, I'm, you're testing me to show me if no. I can provide. If I was Renee. a guy, are you joking? This Renee. is not his responsibility Renee. to buy Renee. meals for your children. Does, you feed it your does children. Make sense. It does make sense. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. I have tried to grapple my head around these type of concepts where women feel like a man should do this and this and you should test him and he has to have so much more than you, all this type of crap. And I've discussed this on the podcast many times to the point where I said, I'm done discussing this shit because these people are eventually going to die off anyway. Society is changing. But what I realized is this is a religious concept. The people that believe in this stuff are religious because the religious people grow up in a, in a monarchy society where they always tell you it's God, man, woman, kids. So, and in religious people, religious people, you're not supposed to date, you're supposed to court. And you're supposed to provide everything for them. And it's protect and provide, keyword provide. So from a religious, <laughs> you're getting so bad. But from a religious standpoint, 
The way mm-hmm. that these people are brought up, the way that they are indoctrinated, the way that they see the world is your your main objective as a man is to protect and provide. So if I come and I ask you to buy my kids meals, that legitimately might be a test on your manhood. Oh my God. No, I'm, listen, listen, I think it's stupid. You think it's stupid. The majority of intelligent people in this world think that this whole concept is stupid. Hurt. But the people who love this concept are also very much tied to their religion, whatever religion it is. They're all patriarchal, right? And so that's where this is coming from. And if you're speaking to a religious crowd, then yeah, it makes sense to say like, yeah, well, she was testing his manhood and he failed because he didn't. I thought I thought him buying the meal would have surfaced the fact that he has some sort of security. He has to buy the meal for the kids. He don't know the kids that aren't his. But this is the thing, right? And I think at that point in time, that was when Derek Jackson started to lose the men. Because it was this whole concept of like, oh, well, well, like there was all these concepts of like, of like a man should do this. He was the one that kind of started the whole thing about the fact that like a man should take care of you. And if you're paying any bills in your house, then your man is not a man. And, you know, that, that's why I feel sorry for his wife, because I feel like if he's spitting that knowledge, right, then I feel like his wife is then being taken care of. And that's probably why his wife can't feel comfortable enough to just leave because she's like, yo, his his this bullshit he spews is what pays the bills. I'm comfortable. I'm not working. She has she has what, one or two kids by the man. So it's like and a lot of these religious women are always they. The, the culture puts them in predicaments where they are meant to lean on a man, right? A man is meant to lead. A man is meant to to educate you. A man is meant to stare you. A man is meant to, it goes back to that time, right? And this is why when men like Derek Jackson, who are religious, make these mistakes, all he can say is, oh, I'm praying to God. And the religious women are like, okay, I forgive him. You know, Andrew Schultz, the brilliant idiot, said the best thing. He said, the man said the stock of religious girls has gone up because men realize that all they got to do is blame it all on Jesus Christ. But I've seen this before. Yo, remember I was telling you about that day? Um, it was one of my homegirls. She brought me to her church. She kept trying to, like, indoctrinate me into religion back in the day. She was like, oh, so she was seven-day Adventist. I went to her church. Um, <clears throat> and I'll never forget this shit ever. So the pastor's son had a wife and I think a kid at that point. And he cheated on his wife and with another woman. And the cheating got out, right? The cheating got out. Everyone knew about the church. So I guess when I came, it was like a few weeks after, but it was when he chose to like address mm-hmm. it because he was going through counseling with his father, who was a pastor. Mm-hmm. Brittany, I love this shit to death. The man came on and he said, I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said that this woman is the devil. When the devil tempts you, this is what happens. So he did a whole monologue about the devil tempting you and the devil coming in the night and robbing you of your innocence and the devil misleading you. Basically saying the woman is the devil who misled him to cheat on his wife. Now the woman has no, she has no, she has no man. You're the one that should be faithful, not her, but the woman tempted him. And then after he finished that, he went on to say, we need to take the devil out of the church. So they dismembered her from the Seventh-day Adventist church. And then after that, so I guess she wasn't there that day, they are, but they announced that they dismembered her. So after that, When you say dismembered, prayed, it sounds like they, they cut her into pieces, by the way. Basically. I think what you're trying to say is that she was like, she exited the church and she was no longer allowed to be a member of the congregation. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I no, I'm just saying, if you say what you're saying, it sounds like they did something else. It does sound like, it does like cut off so, a little. I get the point, I get the point. She is no longer a member of the congregation is I think what you're yes, going yes, for. Yes, 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 right, right. So basically that happens and then the whole church comes around him and does praying hands on him and, you know, catch the Holy Ghost, the whole bullshit. And then it's just looked at as like, 
he didn't do anything wrong. And it's weird because I've always heard this about religious people. It's like whenever they do anything wrong, it's the devil. Whenever anything good happens, it's God. It's Maybe, like there's it? no self-responsibility or anything. Yeah, go ahead. I'm done. That's what I was going to say to the point you just said. So here, so when the thing came out with Derek Jackson, there are quite a few, um, I guess you could, well, because he, normally he is black people like him, black women like him. So there's quite a few black influencers that I follow who know of Derek Jackson or some of them who potentially even like follow him like heavily. There's this one girl, I her Instagram handle, I think is Tony Tone. She's, she's hilarious. I love her. Um, some of the things that she says I don't agree with, some of the things that she says I do agree with because like goes here or there. But she made a video talking about what Derek, like an Instagram video of what happened with Derek Jackson. And this is when she called him out and she says, how, how do you think that it is okay and you have the right to be able to try and use, re- use religion to justify your cheating and make it seem as if that you had no control and no power whatsoever. And this is when she goes in and says he is a narcissist. The yeah, fact he that he had the com- like the fact that he was so comfortable to say that these women are the devil and that they influenced him makes it seem as if that the choice that he was given, because if you believe that you have the power of choice, then you have the ability to make decisions for yourself. You decided to go and do these things, just like these women decided to sleep with you. Be them aware of the fact that you were married or not aware that you were married. It is a choice. No one is influencing your choice but you. It is your brain sitting there contemplating what you're going to do and your reaction of doing it. Brittany, not the way religious people think. No, I get that. But what I'm trying to say is is that it's interesting that you're trying to use religion to justify this because it's like that goes against what you actually believe in. They always do that. Listen, they use religion to justify their homophobia, their racism, You can't just blame the the devil. That doesn't make any sense. This is what they've always done. Human beings have the power of choice and they have free will. You do what you want with it. You are not allowed to Guess blame what, some biblical figure for a choice that you Guess make. What, though? Guess what though? Guess what though? People ain't shit. I understand and, and that. The reason, and the reason why Derek Jackson is failing right now is because he should have came out and said, listen, I'm flawed like every other human being. This is what you should do. This is what I try to do every day. And this wouldn't have been. Yeah, but you yourself you have stated that you're not allowed men, to be flawed you if you're somebody who's I'm righteous. So if you are righteous, you're apparently not allowed to be flawed, which doesn't make any sense because humans have flaws. Yeah, we like, all do. You're inclined to listen, make, like, this is what I, happens. It's like, I don't understand how you even, how they even come up with this concept. What I'm trying to get listen, at is the fact that yeah, ahead, to sit there and watch him do this, for me, the for me, that was already disgusting. Cause I was just like, yo, aren't you the one who just said that you have no, you have nothing to say about men who cheat. You just became one of those men. But another part that really, really messed me up was the fact of just like watching his wife and do like a sit down oh, video and oh, then to, to then him film a reaction video, which by the way, I think he deleted because people were like, how are you disassociating it? But first off, this is crazy. How are you disassociating well, yourself from your this? own reaction video? Like, I, you, 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 you made a video and then you had the nerve to sit down in a car and and, 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 and watch yourself and act like it's not you in the video talking about in these the words of Jay-Z. And then, and then furthermore, then he had his wife make like another video talking. And, and, and to me, this just, this just sounded as if that either she has no this common sense, hold on, she has no. no common sense, 
or she is so indoctrinated in this belief. She literally sat there talking about yes. her, her, her fatigue t-shirt that looks like army fatigue, saying that it's like armor or something. And I was like, what? Yes. And then the her bonnet is, is right. I can't remember what the thing of the bonnet was. The, the, it's, I, it's a spiritual I, war. The bonnet is like a, like a <laughs> I'm so upset. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And the reason I'm upset is the fact that she is helping perpetuate this negative image. And this doesn't make listen, any sense. Listen, it doesn't make listen, any listen. sense. Me, it, me, 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 me and my brother-in-law, me and my brother-in-law D, me and my brother-in-law D are the two people that I know in my family who have talked about this. We both have the same standpoint on religion. So I know that the one person I know in my family who is enjoying this as much as me, I know is listening right now. Is my brother-in-law D. He's loving this. He's foaming at the mouth at the bullshit. Because this is what religious people have always done. You know what I find funny about religious people? They will judge everybody else. But themselves. And hold them to a certain standard. But the moment that they do something wrong, they just go back and pray. And it's done. It's, a, it's the same thing as Catholic. I just get my shit forgiven. Okay. But, okay. This is... <laughs> I don't even want to start. You go to confession, say five Hail Marys, and you're forgiven. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. This is my thing. This is my thing. This is my thing when it comes to Derek Jackson and this bullshit. Like I said, listen, I live by the famous scene in Eight Mile. Okay. If it's one thing that Eminem has taught me, it's Emineming yourself. The fact that there's a phrase of Eight Miling or Emineming yourself, which basically just means to bring up your own insecurity so nobody can take it from you. Also okay? your own past, because no one can ever use it against you because you've already talked That's about what it. what you do. When I met you, I told you my whole past, just in case it came back to haunt me, I was like, there it is, you already know. There you go, it's done, right? That's it's done. True. That's what you, that's what you do. That's what you do. I have never tried to live my life saying that I was this perfect person or I made no mistakes. I've never done that. I've always said, yo, I'm flawed. This is this. Mind you, I, I sit here on this podcast for a living and we judge and talk about people for a living here on the, well, not for a living, but we do it for, you know, a potential living part-time hobby right now for the, for the podcast. But at the same time, I've never sat there and said, I haven't done these things, or I'm not a victim of these things, or I'm, I've always said I was flawed. I live by the phrase, I ain't shit. Now, that's what this motherfucker should have done, but he didn't do that. And this is, and this is where the narcissism kicked in. Listen. When Derek Jackson first got exposed by this woman and this woman said that like, cause she called into the other podcast. She called into the other YouTube page and I forget that woman's name, but she I hates know, Derek I can't Jackson, remember it either, but I, if I can find woman, the article, I'll link it. I, 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 I believe what the beef was is Derek Jackson called her out back in the day and she never liked him. And when I was listening to the Brilliant Idiots, Charlemagne and them were posting clips about the fact that Derek Jackson on his platform called out Charlemagne, um, Lil Duval, and a bunch of stars, Kevin Hart. So now it's like you basically utilize these stars' fame and story to boost your own platform. So now they're doing the same thing now. The karma has completely switched. The fact that Derek Jackson has been on the, the BBC, uh, the New York Post, like everywhere. He was I'm on like, Entertainment Tonight, one of the biggest yo, entertainment, like is, one of the biggest, like I guess, famous and, celebrity shows that you yeah, can be on and for this, entertainment. And this is the thing. I, I hope that this doesn't go to Derek Jackson's head. I hope he realizes that these people are not invested in him. They're more invested in the drama because social media is invested in the drama. But we'll see where he goes with this, right? His narcissism may blow up because he's on Entertainment Tonight. He might not even care anymore. But where the narcissism began for me with Derek Jackson wasn't at the beginning. 
when 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 that woman went to the other um YouTube podcast and the other YouTube girl got her story about how the fact that Derek Jackson um she met him, she didn't know he had he had a wife and a, and a kid. She was sexing him. Derek Jackson invited her on vacation to Miami and told her bring your friends, I'll pay for them. And then Derek Jackson invited his friends who are all married on vacation too. And that girl was saying how she has pictures and they were posting pictures of not only Derek Jackson, but all his friends. So this guy just ruined his all of his friends' marriages. So he, Derek Jackson has no friends left over. We know that from now. So that already I exposed. At but that doesn't point, he? Because if they all blame the devil, they'll be fine. Remember? So does he on, really yeah, lose? Yeah, it depends. If, that's true. It depends <laughs> if they're religious. Or not. I understand what you're saying. But, but like... But then again, it is their fault. They shouldn't blame Derek Jackson anyways because they went on the thing, right? Have some accountability. But what I'm saying is... Narcissists don't have accountability, all right? I didn't think he was narcissistic at that point. At that point, I just thought he was a regular religious guy who spits out a bunch of bullshit and gets caught. This happens every other day. It's nothing new. Mm. When I realized how narcissistic Derek Jackson was, because I didn't see it then, it was when he brought his wife on. That was when I was like, you ain't shit. And the reason why I'm saying this is because his wife had nothing to do with it. His wife is not famous. No one knew who his wife was. This guy's been making videos for a whole decade and no one knew who his wife was, right? So obviously he didn't want his wife to be seen or his wife to even be known of. So you kept her quiet for a reason. And the, you didn't bring your wife on for your wife because she's not a part of it. And Derek Jackson, you being on the internet for 10 years, you know how cruel the internet can be. You know how ignorant the internet can yes, be. Yes, his, his so wife is literally took, been torn apart online. Yep. So the fact that you took your wife and brought her online knowing what the internet can do. And not only that, but you brought her online in the bonnet looking like she was cleaning the house. And I'm and as a black woman, and I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, "Yo, you you're using your wife as a human shield and you didn't even and you brought her on looking sad so it would make the image better. And then you had her there agreeing with everything you say. That was when I was like, "This nigga is despicable." Because no one knew who your wife was. Your wife could have continued. Of course it was. Your wife could have continued to live her regular life. She would have... People people, people would have bashing you. But they never would have bashed their wife. Now, your wife is getting just as much, if not more, bashment than you. And that's why I'm like, you are a horrible person. I didn't even... And when I started to see it that way, I was like, wow. And it's like, I feel bad for the wife. Because she is just a regular church girl and this is the problem Derek jackson is actually taking advantage of the naiveness due to the religion of church women because it's pretty much known that church women you know they they pray to god they love god whatever whatever so if you're using that to kind of steer them in a direction if you're using that to manipulate them you know when he and the whole thing is he came on the first video okay first video with his wife he came on her looking sad and stripping and he came on and he said, I never cheated with this. I never cheated on my wife. We had a relationship, but it wasn't a sexual relationship. Then he came on Then he came on another video with his wife after the receipts and the pictures and the texts started coming out. And then he came on another video with his wife where he'd... No, I lied. The first video was just him. Then the video he came on with his wife was the video where he decided to say, oh, um, I have my wife here and I want to let you guys know I have cheated. I've slept with this woman countless times. We had a relationship. She sucked my dick. I gave her head. Da, 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 da. And at the end of the day, you know, um, it, it was it was when me and my wife were separated. And his wife sitting there, knowing it's not true, but agreeing. 
And then he decides to flip it again and be like, you know, I tried to pray to God, but God led me in this path. Now God led you in the path? Now you're blaming God for the shit? Again, no self-accountability. Then the wife's sitting there looking stupid. Then there's a video after that of the wife coming out to defend herself for all the slander she's getting. And she's like, oh, this bonnet is my like shield and it's a religious war. The wife basically saying that like these women are the devil and they're trying to come for her husband instead of saying her husband's a piece of shit. And then the wife also saying that, that, that like, yeah, we were separated at the time and da, 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 da. So everyone thinks that Derek did this while they were separated. This is the thing. There's only one woman out. Then as of, as of last week, last week, end of last week, the later end, you find out there's another woman who's a doctor, who's a doctor at a, at an extremely expensive hospital. And she lives, lives in a gated a, community. Who lives in a gated community who literally has videos of Derek Jackson coming in and out the neighborhood. She has cameras around her house and inside of her house and has videos of Derek Jackson inside her house and doing all the other bullshit. And then also says that the videos where he was filming, where you see the house in the background with, with, with the, the white shackles, arches. She's like, that's my house. She's like, no, she's she at like the balcony or the front of her house with those white arches that you see. And then she said the last time they had sex was Thursday. So this, so remember, the first girl said they had sex back in the day. So he was able to say we're on a break. And the wife and him confirmed that like he hasn't cheated in six months and he's been good. And then this woman's like, no, we had sex last Thursday. This nigga films the videos in front of my house. I have clips of him coming in and out. He's come to my workplace. There's videos of that. That's when I was like, bro, now you're just trying to catch the lie. You're just lying and lying. If he just came out and said, yeah, I did it and done. But now because you're lying, these other women feel emboldened to come out. And with the doctor, she requested her name not be posted and everything. So no one Yeah, because she has a career. She has a career. But, that, but you're going to have all these other women that don't have careers that are going to be coming out. Because... You know, also, the, dude, the didn't, the doctors, didn't the doctor say that she didn't know he was married? She said... She said, yeah, she said she was married. Yeah, she said that she didn't know he was married. And I think that's another reason why, too, she doesn't want her name to come out because I don't, I don't, as, as any working professional, also as a, a doctor, doctor I wouldn't want anyone to know it was me either. <laughs> Listen, like, if it's these she, Instagram she, chicks, they don't care, but the, I get if you're a doctor. That's what like, I'm no. saying. I'm saying for her, it's a little bit different for her professional career, but like she said, she's like, I didn't even know he was married. Yep. I said that at the very beginning of this. It's like, I didn't even know Derek Jackson had a wife. I used to, I think somebody mentioned the fact that it was always a baby seat in the car, but nobody knew that like he was married. But you're right, man. And it's just like I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that's that's when I saw he was a narcissist. Because think... you because you 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 sacrificed your wife, who literally had no parts in this, who didn't need to be mentioned in this at all. You sacrificed her dignity, and now she's become a meme, she's become an internet cessation, people are disrespecting the left, right, and center, all to save your ass. Then you make your wife lie for you. And you, I don't know if she believes it or not. She may, right? Because Who knows? That, that's the gullibility. Know. And now you have other women coming out saying, no, you were still fucking me Thursday. You were fucking me Wednesday. You were, and I'm pretty sure there's That's more. what I'm trying there's to say. It's more. like, when, when, when you said something, I was like, yeah, people are coming for her. I just came for her in my comments saying, I don't understand how she's even being a part of this. Like, I did. Religious. Because I said to my, first off, she should have never even been involved. And the fact that now that she had, now that she has publicly been seen, I have seen memes about her there's an outfit that yep. she like posted where she's wearing like a blue suit and wearing her bonnet and something and it's like a white bonnet and people are making fun of her i was like like when you the thing about the internet the internet is a cruel place and you have yep. to have a very you either have to have a you have to have a very strong backbone 
or be like Teflon, just like rolls off. Like you're like, whatever, like you're waterproof. Like it's like, you don't, like you have to be okay with receiving these comments. This woman is somebody who obviously is not used to this. And now she is being yep. dragged and people are yep. making fun of her. But and you can her tell husband she's is the one who involved it. her and, and her husband allowed this to happen. To save his, his ass, to yeah. save his ass. He threw his wife off the balcony to save his ass. And now he's keeping her swinging with a string off the balcony to save yeah, his ass. Yeah, because he needs And he there's going to be more, there's going to be more and more women coming out. Ah, bro. Like, I, listen, at first I thought it was funny because I'm like, this guy sat up here and basically said that if you don't take care of a woman and pay her bills and pay for the kids that are not yours and all this other stupid ass shit that you're not a man and if you're not like him then you're not a man and all sort of bullshit for years and women sucked up that gravy for years and now so i he also had bad. male fans don't forget about the fact that he had made he had guys who actually yes. supported him he also had yes, guys who he supported did him. he did he, he, had, he had he had the guys that 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 feel like yes i'm also a man of this stature and i'm perfect mm-hmm. too and and i feel like i'm going to post this because other men should be like right. me right and now they're you know the same me, men have been posting of, videos saying i can't it, believe it, i supported this man it, it, it reminds me it reminds me of when you're in high school and you have that one nerdy guy who judges all of the other like popular guys for like doing this and this with the females in school and then they mm-hmm. go to the female and they're like i'm better for you this guy's an asshole i would be better and it's like then they get the girl and do the exact same thing. And they're basically just dissing other men so they can get in your pants, but they have the exact same intentions. That's what you remind me of. But it's those type of guys who are like, I'm also perfect. I'm also a married man. I make a lot of money. I'm perfect. Follow me too. And it's just like, listen, everybody is flawed. He should have never came out with this bullshit. And I thought it was funny until his wife got into it. Then I then I started feeling sad. Then I was like, man, this ain't funny no more, man. Yeah. This Yo, the entertainment and, and, aspect yo, was actually his, lost. Listen, his wife is probably going through some mad depression. I can tell she's not built for this. She looks like a very, very simple woman. I mean that in every way possible. But it, it's just like, I, shit. I don't feel yeah, like man. she's built to handle the type of criticism that she's no. currently receiving. I don't think that she, no. she, she, I don't think she, I don't think she's ready for that. Like, me, like, like I said, the internet is a cruel place. You mentally have to be very strong <laughs> sometimes because some people will come for you. Where do you think being turned into memes is, is terrible? Where do you think this is going to go forward? I think that I honestly think that I know there's two women. No, there's three women now. So there's the first woman, then there's the doctor, and there's the third one that came out recently. There's going to be more. I think there's going to be at least ten or so women because remember the first woman. I, th- I think there's one woman that goes back to like 2016. So it's been years he's been doing this. And he said, if a man cheats once, he cheats again. He said he doesn't want to feel no sympathy for no man who cheats. So treat him with the same energy he gave other people, right? But I think there's going to be at least, I think I think it's going to be like a Tiger Woods situation. You're going to get at least double-digit numbers in women. I can see that. Um, but this is how I feel. You can do your predictions how I feel. I feel, knowing what I know about religious people, knowing what I know about the religious black community, mm-hmm. I feel that he'll be okay. I feel that after all the women come out and we are done slandering this nigga and whipping him through the mud, because remember, I think he, he had a $100,000 deal with T.D. Jakes for a book deal and some appearances, so he's not going to have that anymore. But I do think, or he might, T.D. Jakes he might, might nothing, nothing has happened for anything know. of dropping but anything. So From what I believe, I believe that after this is all done, the women come out and we've kind of exhausted the social media jokes. I think that he will go on like a Iana save my life 
or T.D. Jakes may use him as an example for like his his sermons. You know what I mean? And I think that we will see Derek Jackson cry on national television. He will be on some type of TV show, type of program, crying while being prayed on, while receiving the Holy Ghost, maybe not dancing, but at least crying Holy Ghost and being prayed on. And once we see that image, we won't care. But the religious black people, his main people, they at that point will forgive him. And then I think Derek Jackson will take take maybe a little bit more time off and then he will come back and he will come back saying he's an imperfect man. He's an imperfect, perfect man. Right. And he will start. He, he will then do the thing he did in the video you were talking about. Where he talks in the third person and he'll do that. I think that Derek Jackson will survive this. I just think it will take gradual time. But religious people do forgive their own. They will shit and judge everybody else, but they will forgive their own. So I believe that he will cry on television while being prayed over. And that will be the scene that people forgive him for. And he will come back. Will he have the same amount of people, same amount of fame? No but he will have some sort of notoriety and he will come back and he will be looked at as like the prodigal child who fell from grace. I think so. I think that, I think that his career will be fine. Mainly because of the fact that, like I, like I said, he spoke about himself in the third person, which is highly narcissistic to separate yourself and disassociate from a situation that you've created and to not take yep. any accountability for it. I think that he is going to find a way to be able to use the negative press to be able to turn it and twist it and to make it work in his favor um, because that's what he already is doing. So it's not like this is anything new. And I think that I don't actually think that his level of support will actually change because the majority of his demographic is going to forgive him except for those who are like, I don't disagree with it. And that's not that many. So I think yeah. that he will recover from it. I actually don't really give a crap about that. I feel as if that his wife is going to have some serious issues because she is yep. being bombarded and attacked. She's literally suffering internet abuse, um, being made fun of in memes, having people talk about her and say, well, this is why your man is not attracted to you looking like this. Like this is like, it's like a whole thing. Like they're literally tearing her apart. Yep. A sense of based of the way that she dresses, the way that she looks. Um, and it's, it's his fault. <laughs> the reason I'm saying yeah. that is because he had her make that video. She didn't have to make the video. She could have, she could, she could have been like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. But she did because she, she wanted to help him just because she well, wanted well, to help him. Well, your man leads, right? Your right. Man, as I'm saying, so she, uh, that, no, I'm saying, that, so she culture. was inclined, she was inclined to want to help yep. him. And so yep. what's really sad is that he didn't have to do that. He could have left it alone and he could have taken accountability for his actions and what he did and been honest and instead he wasn't. But I don't think he's actually going to suffer is, anything. I think that she's going to suffer more than him. This is why I've never. I guess I'm different, and I always say this. Maybe, maybe I grew up with a mother who was just too strong, who taught me everything I needed to know. So I was never attracted to the type of woman. I told you, I remember the one day I went on this one religious girl, and we went to go get something to eat at Red Lobster, and she just sat there the whole time telling me how like she knows how to treat a man and she knows how to be submissive, and I was just like. And then whenever I start to see like these Steve Harvey videos and he's telling these women like, yo, you've achieved all your degrees and all your success, but you need to make yourself small to make a man feel large. And it's just, I just, I just, I look at it and I'm just like, no, I like you because of your ambition. I don't want you to take it away. Yeah, but, but I remember, guess, but I'm realizing like that said, most men are not like me, right? Like remember what you said too, they're a part of something where that is what is taught to them. So. Yeah, man. You know what? I, I, um, fuck Derek Jackson <laughs> because <laughs> His, you're right though. His, his, his crowd will always take him back. The people like us who were never really fans but watched his videos, but we're not buying his books or going to his ceremony. I didn't even watch we're his not, videos. We're not, we're you not sent them him... to me, so I watched them yes. inadvertently. Like I didn't actually watch them. 
But the people like me, we're not the ones giving him money, so we're fine. The people who are yeah. actually fans of him will forgive him. We'll be fine. I agree with you. I feel sorry for his wife. Um, I think he's a complete asshole for bringing his wife into this just to feed his ego. He ain't shit. He ain't shit. And since we're on this topic, let's get to something else that ain't shit. And it's um, another American mass shooting. And I was talking about this too yesterday. I didn't even realize that, like, there's smaller American mass shootings. Like, there's mass shootings that happen all the time in America where people only end up killing one or two people and then get gunned down that mm-hmm. we really don't even hear about. We only hear about mm-hmm. the big ones. So I didn't even know that because I saw somebody say, like, since COVID there's been, and the number they said was, like, really high. I was like, I only know about this one. But there was another mass shooting. It was in Florida. And it was a a white man, which is usually the demographic on this. No offense. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. And it was a white man who decided to shoot up um, uh, an area where there was a lot of um, Asian uh, massage parlors. And he decided to shoot a couple people, including some Asian women. Now, the issue that I have with this is the way that the media and the media's propaganda is trying to spin it. Why is it that we have to address black hate or Asian hate or whatever hate when why don't we just start addressing white supremacy? Why don't we start addressing white domestic terrorism? Because these are the people who are committing it. It's very similar to the argument where when a woman is raped, we decide to say, let's teach her how not to get raped. Let's teach her what to wear. Let's teach her where to be. Let's teach her how to act, how to respond to men, instead of just teaching men not to rape. Mm -hmm. Let's cut the issue at the head, right? So, and mind you, I'm all for the Asian hate movement. I love to see it. I think I said this on the podcast before. The shooting wasn't in Florida. It was Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta, sorry. It was in Georgia, remember? So I'm sorry, I had to look it up. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. I made my back, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. But I actually do like the Asian hate. Uh, I, so I actually do like what? the Stop Asian Hate. <laughs> I'm trying to get it out. I'm trying so hard to get it out. Okay. I actually do like the Stop Asian Hate. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. Because the one thing that annoys me about it is when I see the oppression Olympics between Black and Asian people, especially in America, and I see the Black people coming out and saying, well, you weren't here for us, or we're not going to be here for you, or we have it worse than you. And I'm just like... Again, all of you are fighting against the same thing, which is white domestic, white supremacist bullshit. But you guys fight between each other over who gets more coverage or who gets more empathy, right? And I think that is stupid. And I said, I love the Stop Asian Hate movement. I see it happening in Toronto because apparently prior to this, there was Asian elders that were being attacked in the street. And I think that we should keep doing that. But I think the media is too afraid to acknowledge white supremacy and acknowledge these issues. And until we acknowledge white supremacy and until we acknowledge these white terrorists, we're going to continue to have this issue, whether it's whether it's white men killing women, Asian women, Asians in general, black people. We need to address the real issue. But with that being said, I the other thing I didn't like that the media did, and I'm going to let you go right after this. The other thing I didn't like that the media did is that the way that they are they are they are phrasing it. So the cop said, oh, he just had a bad day. And then the media is trying to phrase it as a sex addiction. Now, at first, I have to really look at this sideways, a sex addiction, right? And I have to think about it, and I'm like, what what the media is doing is they're utilizing the white man's fantasy in regards to Asian women. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. 
this is by a bunch of Asian parlors, right? In in the Western world, there's this fantasy, you see it on TV shows all the time, of a white man walking into like an Asian massage parlor that maybe existed like, you know, colonial times in China or Japan and getting these Asian women to like service him everywhere he needs. Like that's always been a thing. That's always been an, an ideal fantasy. Yeah. So when you have a white guy who ends up shooting a bunch of women in areas where there's Asian parlors, you're playing on that sexual fantasy of a white man wanting to dominate just Asian women and have this fantasy instead of something fell. I just yeah. see you <laughs> okay. I like jumped up because something moved and sorry. <laughs> okay. Instead of, instead of playing on the actual fantasy, instead of playing on the reality of just, this is not due to a sex addiction. This is not due to some Asian fantasy. This is due to the president of the United States mm-hmm. and the Republican Party pushing this China virus and this Wuhan virus and these anti-Asian sentiments for the past four years. And then those anti-Asian sentiments have literally led into Asian people who are elderly being attacked in the street because they're the most vulnerable all the way until this white man doing a mass shooting of Asian people in Atlanta, Georgia. And the issue I have with the whole thing is that you're not addressing the Republican Party. You're not addressing what the president said. You're not addressing this propaganda that's been going on about Asian hate that's been happening for the past for the past year. Sorry, not four years. Past year, sorry, since since COVID started. You're not addressing any of this. You're trying to play it off as this is a sexual fantasy that a white man has of having a bunch of Asian girls, and he must have just had a bad day. And that's the part that annoys me about it. Go ahead. So. The captain who said that, I'm not even going to say his name, but what I do know is apparently he is no longer a spokesperson for that case, um, for the case that's currently happening, because what him saying that was disgusting. When I first heard about the shooting and the fact that he had the nerve to say that he was having a bad day, I'm sorry, having a bad day does not make you decide one day just to pick up and go kill a bunch of people who fit into a particularly minority group. Didn't and the then trying to have t-shirts that he was selling on Facebook about yeah. prior to this. Shit? Yeah. And that's, Yeah. And to be able to say that's like, no, this was a hate crime. Call it what it is. Stop trying to say, oh, he had a bad day. First off, that was such a poor taste and so disgusted. And then they first they, yeah, but it's it's a hate crime. This is what he did. He did this. And to try and make it smaller and to try and be like, oh, he had a bad day. And then to say that um, it was a sex addiction. I was like, what? Like, I can only imagine how offended the families of these people must have felt when they heard that comment. Yep. Like to sit there and hear people say that one line that this idiot cop said, and then to hear the way that the news and the media spun it, it was like, no. now they're playing into the stereotype of white men. Exactly. And that's why when this happened, the hashtag for stop Asian hate, and then there's a group that I can't remember what it's called. I think it's AAPI. I can't remember exactly for like the Asian, Asian association, but Literally, they were like, no, this, this was a hate crime. He was a racist who did this. And no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no, there's no in between. Mm. There's none. It is, he is exactly who he is. He showed you who he is. Believe it. And yep. stop trying to make it seem as if to belittle it. Because by doing that, they literally belittled the lives of these people. Yep. They took, they act, to me, it's like they stripped them of people caring. And I care because they literally made it about like, oh, these these Asian sex workers. So so, so, so now so now people are viewing these Asian victims as just, oh, they're just sex workers. 
And and we already know how society views sex workers. It's like, oh, well, exactly. they're already deviant. That's what instead of instead of instead of realizing what the actual thing is, it's Asian hate that was started by the Republican Party and last president during during COVID. And yeah. on top of that, uh, it's just it's disgusting. Yep. Yep. It's disgusting. I can't. That, that was why the moment I saw that, I was like, no, we have to address it this way. We can't keep addressing it in the fact of, oh, this is not Asian hate or, oh, this is not what's happening. We have to really look at it and be like, no, this is what's happening. It is Asian hate. And we have to address the larger issue because all of these groups, whether it's LGBTQ, whether it's black people, whether it's Asian people, whether it's Muslims, whether it doesn't matter who it is. It's the it's one person doing it to all of these people. Why are we not addressing that? The same thing that happens and when it comes to females being raped. Why are we not address? Why are we not instead, instead instead of teaching a female how to avoid rape and do all this crap? Why not we just stop? Why not we teach men not to rape? We have that's social another studies thing, classes. Though, because I took ever it from since... grade one to grade eight. In social studies classes, you can start teaching that and start implementing that in a child's brain. But you see, but what you just said is is, is interesting because being taught not to do these things and to understand the difference is a valuable asset and very important. When you yep. just mentioned about women and the fact that like se- like sexual assault for women is astronomically high, ever yep. since what happened in the UK with Sarah, Ever- Sarah Everhard and even women who have been attacked like in Canada, the US, like just- Well, it's like, happening in the Caribbean. Been, the Caribbean yeah, has a there big have issue been, during COVID right there now. There have actually been videos now and Instagram posts, which actually make- make me upset because I'm a woman because I'm watching these women create videos literally titled um, how to defend yourself as a woman, having an alarm, having pepper spray, saying how to defend yourself as a woman and then in brackets saying, but you shouldn't have to use these things. It, it makes it makes me sad to know that all these things that we've done, keys in between our fingers, I have like having the personal alarm, having pepper spray or mace, um, <laughs> trying to alter the way that you dress and it doesn't matter what you dress in. If somebody, if, if a male has decided that he has targeted you, there's nothing you can do to stop that. And it's just like, it doesn't matter. And to know that there are Instagram posts, videos, articles, it, it's disgusting and it hurts. And then to also see that this man, for someone to just justify his, his racist behavior as having a bad day, it makes me want to punch them in the face. Cause I'm like, are you joking? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's, you know what the when joke I is? Saw... America has gotten to a point where the racism is so blunt. It's like so clear cut that you just, it's like, you just look at it and you're just like, what? Like the other day when I heard about, I think it was Tennessee or one of the Southern states is now abolishing slavery because slavery still existed in some forms. And there were people in the house who were arguing saying, well, I don't see why we should have to abolish it. Well, it's like, are you serious? Like the fact that it is so blunt. It's just, it's also, I, when I heard what happened with the shooting in Atlanta and then seeing their names, because they didn't say their names in the newscast. They kept talking about the shooter. Yeah. When I saw the people releasing, they wanted like, to create a narrative around the shooter. I know, but when I saw people who knew these people, these individuals, and were releasing their names, some families didn't want an image of of like their their family member released. But a lot of people said we at least deserve to know their names because they're not nameless. And it just, it just, I just. 
it just amazes me because literally the hate and the racism is so damn justified that it's like, yep. well, it doesn't matter. We're just going to make an excuse for it. And yep. when somebody, I think it was my cousin. Yeah. I think I saw it first on my cousin, my cousin's Instagram. He posted a picture of everyone who has either been a mass shooter and people who are unarmed and predominantly was with black people, but talking about how a white shooter arrested without incident, somebody who was unarmed and just maybe, you know, eccentric killed. Brianna Taylor sleeping in her room, unarmed, killed. Like, but then yep. the shooters yep. and everyone lined up. And it made me think about that. Cause I said to myself, they are justifying this hate and saying it wasn't what it actually is. And they're only now changing the narrative because everyone's like, no, we're not gonna let this go. The Asian community is like, no, we're not letting this go. And then to see, I have seen some disturbing videos of Asian elders getting attacked in the middle of the street. Yep. And then yep. finding out that some of them have died from these attacks. And I'm just like, when you attack and you guys person, are saying that this is not a problem. When you attack an old person and a child, there's just something that upsets everybody. It's like, it's like, it's like, and not, not to get off um, the topic around, but it's like, but it's like, I saw that video yesterday on, um, on Instagram. Uh, there was the 13 year old and the 15 year old girl who were trying to rob the Uber driver. And the Uber driver was like a 67 year old South Asian man. And there's a point where like, they're trying to push him out of the driver's seat and his body is halfway out. And he's like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And then it seemed like the girl was pushing the gas and the top of his body was like outside of the, of the car. And then she doesn't know how to drive. She's 13. So she's driving the car and she hit the pole and you heard smack. And I was like, his, his body probably just broke. Like his chest and his ribs probably broke. And then she turns the corner and you hear like a whole, a whole accident. And the guy runs over with the camera and the car is turned over on its side, on the side where the, where the, where the yeah, Uber because driver he died. was. So we got crushed. And then you see the 13 year old girl and the other girl crawl out the car. And I'm just like, 13. And then you look at it and it's just. It's something about old people and children being violated that just upsets everybody. And it's just like for you to be out there thinking that you can attack Asian elders. And this is the issue, right? And I was having this issue in a group of people where I was saying that I understand that we in our society, we need to have free market. You can't have the SEC putting regulation on every single thing. I get the point of that. But when it comes to these news stations, we need to have some sort of accountability, okay? Because the problem in our society is that the news and politicians have more power than they think they have. Yeah. I I, I lived, I lived through the 9-11 era. Not only that, I grew up in an area that was predominantly Black and predominantly South Asian, Punjabi Sikh. Okay. I grew up in that area. There was general racism that always went on between the three social groups. The other one being like Portuguese kids. There was always the general jokes here and there. Yes. Yes. Agreeing. Now when nine 11 happened, I was 12 years old and I remember the news every night was just Muslims, most majority Arab Muslims, and they were just casting them as evil and vile, and we're going there to save the women, but really getting the oil, and we're also raping their women over there as well. 
but you know, no one's talking about that. But and they're going on and just castrating these people. And all of a sudden you started to see the hate crimes of Muslim Arabs go up and the hate crimes of mosque and mosque being burned all over America. Yeah. And then I started to see people I grew up with who aren't even Muslim. They're Sikh. They're, they're not even Muslim. And I started to see them get accosted because the problem is the people who are so susceptible to the ignorance are people who also lack education. It's hand in hand. So they don't know the difference between a Hindu a Muslim. No, to them, they all look they, the same. They just, they just see Indian or they just, they just see brown and you're all Muslim. And yeah. I remember, and I remember in where I live, where there isn't a big Muslim population, you had, you had the Sikh temples being harassed. You had elderly. I remember this when I was in high school, you had, cause I was in high school at this point, you had elderly Sikh people. It was like every night on the news being like spray painted in public, beat up in public. And then Donald Trump gets in and he does that same thing for black people. And then you have black people being hunted down in cars and shot like dogs on TV because you're emboldening these people. Then the yeah, same and then thing he was happens. the one who called it that he called it that what he called I don't even want to say what he called COVID just because of what that caused. I'm not even gonna say it, but everyone knows what he said. And just uh. and then you have the same thing happen with COVID to now East Asians. And this is a thing that happens in our society again and again and again. And it's the fact of it's the news stations who have a responsibility, who create a narrative around a story. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's the politicians, Donald Trump going forward, who create a narrative around a story. You can go back to the Reagan era and he he vilified black people. When black people were suffering in the drug epidemic, he vilified them. He created the terms welfare queen and all this type of shit that stick to this day, right? So it's like the media and politicians are responsible for this shit and they keep doing it to fulfill whatever narrative, whatever purpose they want, but they're not realizing that the majority of our society is uneducated morons who will literally listen to this, take the narrative and run with it. I, I remember, you remember this, for instance, when all the shootings were going on in Toronto, well, probably wasn't as bad as it is now, but... When it was when we had that mass shooting era between like 02 and 04, me and you were in high school. And I I remember you would turn on 680 News. This is back when radio was a thing. My dad was 680 News. And you would hear people calling in talking about, oh, deport these black kids back to Jamaica, deport these people back to where they come from. They don't, because remember, the black people here are immigrants. So yeah. the same talk that they give to like Mexicans in, in America, they were given to black people in Toronto. It was like, take them back to their country, da 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 da. And I remember this started happening as soon as that white girl got shot. And when the white girl got shot, yep, yep. Jane and when the Kriba. White, and when the white is girl it Jane got Kriba? shot, the fact that you even know her name is is, is my exact example. Because yeah. how many black children, how many yeah. black children were in? She has the mural. She has the mural that was downtown. Exactly that's downtown. And the fact that you know her name, but I bet you if I asked you to name some some know. of the black children who were shot, I won't know. My because purpose, they, they right? don't ever release their names. Exactly. Exactly. Um, no, they didn't release their names. They did. Re no, no, no. They released their names. It just wasn't posted no, every night, and the what media I mean didn't is, care about it. They as may much. say their name what? in a newscast, but it's not the way that this girl was talked about. Like she was That's talked about saying. so much that her name is actually ingrained in my brain because they made a mural for her. I think now she has like a there's like yep. a foundation and in I, her I, name. Like, there's I, all I remember. Things. I remember when she passed away. The MP and every all the politicians yeah. came down to her funeral. And I'm like, okay, what about the little black girl that got shot in the stroller? Was she gangbanging? What about the little black girl that got shot in the eye and died? 
than Rexdale. Was she gangbanging? You, but you're coming down for this. But and yeah. and then all and then all of a sudden, the cops raided all these neighborhoods in one weekend, and it was all over. But you couldn't do that before. You couldn't raid the neighborhood before. And listen, man. Listen, I. There, like I said, you can't have regulations on what people can say, and I understand that. I understand that, but maybe we need to get back to a point. I know we just went through the Donald Trump era, and because of the Donald Trump era, you had that hasn't the British. Stopped you, you had, but because of the Donald Trump era, you have other leaders doing the same thing. Like now, the British Conservative Party and the France Conservative Party is just as racist because they feel emboldened through Trump, right? And now you have four do it. What I'm saying is, we need to get back to a point where politics and news become objective if they ever really were but we need to get back to a point where we can make them objective because if we keep carrying on these narratives the people who follow these news stations these broadcasts these politicians feel emboldened to go out there and commit crime because of what donald trump said and he is no longer in office we have people committing crimes against asians left right and center because they're blaming asians for covid the same way how christians blame jews for the death of jesus it's it's uh, it's a, it's crazy, but yeah. So Let's, yeah. So you know how like I think it was in the last one we were talking about the fact that like we you finally watched the actual Meghan Markle. Yeah, interview. I did watch you, the show. So yeah. just to refresh people, if you don't know this, I had watched it. Justin had not, mm. and he has now watched it since we actually yeah. talked about it. He saw clips. So I'm going to yes. let you give your opinion because the fact that I watched it, I already no, okay, gave my okay. opinion. So I want you to give yours now that you've actually seen it. Listen, uh, because this give, is all, you've seen it, but this is like post this now because there's a lot of stuff has happened yeah. up in the little, you know, UK over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give this shit five minutes of my time, maybe less. So I sat down and I watched this shit. It was hard to get through. It was just pretty much hard to get through. And... um. I believe I bashed it, was it on the first video. It hard to get through because video. you just didn't like, you didn't care. Like, why was it hard to get through? Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get oh, to okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. So I I bashed it on the first one, and I remember when I was bashing it, you were giving me a look, and I felt bad. I was like, am I going too hard on this? And then I listened to like three other podcasts, and everybody else was bashing it, and I was just like, okay, let me actually watch it. Let Listen, watch I felt bad that she wanted it. to die, dude. That's why let I gave me, you that look. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying I don't. I don't feel bad for. Sorry, I. Yeah, I feel bad that Meghan Markle felt she wanted to kill herself. Yes, of course I feel bad for that. I'm a human being. So I watched it. I finally got a chance to sit down and digest the Oprah interview, whatever, whatever. And, okay. And let, let me even preface this, okay? Because I've noticed that the opinion skews depending on what is your relationship to the royal family. So okay. I've noticed that a lot of Black people that I see who report on this who are Americans... They're just either very dismissive, or if they're not dismissive, then they're very much maybe on your side of the fence, where they're very much like, you know what, I feel for Megan. I feel like Megan is being taken advantage of Megan, Megan, Megan. So it's either one or two. Now, me being somebody who comes from a Caribbean background, who is Americans aren't necessarily affected by the royal family. Like, yes, their their ancestors of America came from Britain but they're not affected by the royal family outside of like slavery was started by Spain and they was they were shared to everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you are Caribbean or if you are African and you are of a British colony, which we are, and that was why when I was listening to my boy DM's podcast, 
I understood what he was trying to say. I feel like you have a different relationship to the royal family because the royal family is the one that started slavery in the Caribbean along with the Spanish. The royal family, they were my, they, they, they were the ones who oppressed my people. They were the mm -hmm. ones who whipped my people. My people were slaves for 300 years picking sugar in the fields. My people were the ones being castrated with their limbs cut off. This is all a family that did this shit. Because back then, Britain didn't have a government. There was no prime minister. This is the royal family. It was mm -hmm. the royal family who took all of the resources out of my parents' country. It was the royal family who decided to give my parents' country some sort of... um. What am I saying? Some sort of, um, I, wow. It was a royal family who decided to give my parents some sort of, um, Jesus Christ, I can't, it's in my mind. Um, independence, sorry. It was a royal family who decided to give my parents some sort of independence in the 50s and 60s, but yet my country was still giving them our natural resources at a low price, at a high mm -hmm. price, sorry, or we were still paying some sort of tax to them. Yeah. So not only did, Britain fuck up countries that my parents are from, but the countries are still fucked up because of Britain and Britain still controls them. And that's due to the Royal family. The re the reason why Britain and the Royal family are so rich and the reason why they got themselves out of, out of, out of, out of, um, literally got themselves into the Renaissance out of the black debt. Sorry. Yeah. Is because of the fact of all the resources that they were getting from their slavery colonies in the Caribbean and in Africa, they owned. So I think it's a different context when it comes to me. So with that being said, the Royal family is a piece of shit. And I don't understand why people try to paint them as anything other than that. And I understand for a lot of Americans who don't have a connection to the Royal family, they look at them through these Disney movies that they grew up on the princess and princesses because they don't have a connection to the vileness and the horrors that they've done so they don't look at them that way so i understand that but for black people who are caribbean and african you know better like i understand for years and years the image is like cinderella and all the other bullshit but like no these people are horrible this family is horrible if hitler had children and his lineage was still going on we would say the same thing so why are we not saying the same thing for this horrible ass family? And a member of the and royal family actually was a part of Hitler's regime. And another member of the royal family <laughs> used to be at Epstein's um, flipping flipping house every day. Yeah, the and current those queen's girls, son, Prince Andrew. And those, and those girls on the documentary saying that yeah. they slept with him and he raped them and we're not choosing to acknowledge it. But remember- The royal, the like, royal family is complete trash. Whether, whether it's Prince Andrew raping women, whether it's the fact that Princess Diana was murdered because she wanted to do something different, whether it's the fact that they've been marrying each other for years, whether it's the fact of the slavery, the colonization, the rape, the mass murder, the fact that they're still taking resources out of this country, whether it's the fact that the royal family and the English government, to be specific, has been paying the descendants of slave owners after they freed the slaves in the Caribbean specifically, up until, what is it, 2015? Um, I think I told you that the, the, the final payments were made in like 2015 or 2016 to the descendants of those who owned slaves. This whole family is trash. 
you will never make me feel empathy for anything in this fucking situation. I don't care how ignorant that sounds. I don't give a fuck. This family is complete trash. I don't care if, if, if they look good on television and you're buying into the image of Prince whatever and Prince whatever and all the other ginger kids. But that's the point, they're, though. They're all trash. No, I understand no, the way the marketing works. But that's works, the actual point that is to market episode. them. That's I, the point. I address, I address the fact I that the royal family is just used for marketing. I address that episode. But they are trash. They are trash. And for somebody who comes from the lineage of their trash, they are trash. Okay? Complete trash. So if you want me to feel sorry for Meghan Markle, who chose to marry into this family, and I understand she doesn't see the royal family the same way, okay, fine. And But th- there was parts of the interview where that bothered me, where she said that, oh, I didn't know anything about the family before. You don't have Google? You couldn't did, She answered that shit? question, though. Didn't she hear Oprah asks her, did you not look them up? And she says, I'm not going to Google my boyfriend or like my fiance or his well, family because she, up, you idiot. because she, because she, but what you just said, she actually does answer that in the interview. I'm saying that she I does heard answer. I heard it. I was and she pretty that. much said she wasn't going to do it. And I was like, that's the was, first thing I would have done I was, if I know I can I was, Google you. I was, I was getting to that and it was completely stupid. And then, and then it's like, so you want me to believe that a family Mind you, I'm not saying a culture. This has nothing to do with the British people. This has nothing to do with the British government. I do not hate the British people. There's lots of British people that I like. I have British friends that I that I like. I do not hate the British government. I don't live there, so I can't hate them. What yeah. I hate is that royal family. They're the ones who were paying the freaking slave owners. They're the ones who did all the bullshit. Not the government that, that was installed in the later 1800s. The motherfucking family. Okay, the family. Okay, so you believe you're trying to tell me that a family that has historically committed crimes against humanity, and I'm just talking about the Caribbean. If I start going into India, if I start going into all of Asia, are you kidding me? If I start going into Australia and South Africa, mm-hmm. where they were literally throwing the Aboriginal babies in the in the crocodile ponds, are you kidding me? If I start going to South Africa and bring up Mandela and start going down the list of the bullshit here, are you? I could go on forever, but I won't. You get where I'm coming from, right? So you want to tell me that this family does this sto- the family, not the people, not the government, but the family who has been responsible for all this bullshit going on for the past 500 years. You're trying to tell me that you didn't think that they were racist, that you didn't think that there was racist undertones in that family. That you, this is, this is like somebody marrying Hitler's son and then being like, I didn't think his father, Hitler, would still hate Jews. I just didn't think he would. And then you want me to sit there and believe this bullshit and sit there and just like entertain it? I, I couldn't even get through that shit. It was sick to my stomach, bro. That's how I feel about that bullshit. That's my five minutes. Well... That's your five minutes. Anyway, post the Megan Listen, interview. Megan, Megan, Mark, actually... Megan, Megan Markle is great. I have no disrespect against Megan Markle, but this made me view Megan Markle as an idiot. And I think yeah, that's not her... what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to make me feel empathy for Megan Markle. But I think the cultural background that I'm coming from, it made me view Megan Markle as an idiot. Well, what I can say is that the interview in its entirety, I don't even. All I know is that the interview is entirety since we're talking about the post interview one popularity fell obviously for Prince Harry and Meghan in the UK people were saying they shouldn't have done it other people said they should have. Um, there was fallout for that and to be honest with you I don't even think people even care anymore. 
because not now post the interview there was um like an investigation into the racist allegations that were that they brought up that were, that the royal family looked into then there was the bullying allegations that were brought up about megan megan apparently wrote to buckingham palace to say okay if i'm going to be if i'm going to be told that this is what i have done you have to show me the proof ironically enough the person apparently because this is allegedly this isn't an article from mm. the daily telegraph in the uk so an article came out that actually said that the person who's accusing Meghan Merkel of these bullying allegations is actually somebody who worked for Prince Harry's brother, Prince William. And he actually was apparently like a confidant of Meghan. So some people are saying that it's false, like what he's actually doing, because it doesn't really make any sense. How are you her friend? And then all of a sudden now you're saying she bullied you. And then now the royal family is apparently going to be hiring like a cultural what is it called when they hire those people? So like, they're basically doing what these Fortune 500 companies do. But here's the funny thing, though. The royal family has actually off. hired one of these before. It didn't work the first time. So now you're hiring another one to deal with these this inappropriateness, as they like to call it, because you know how they Probably. word everything. So Probably. that's that's mainly what's happening. Like, it's not, it's not really anything. Look, I... My biggest issue with that interview, the only thing that came out of it is I said, if this girl actually wanted to kill herself while she was pregnant because of what was happening, I feel bad for that because that obviously shows that her mental state was severely deteriorated. When it comes to her naivety, is that even the right word, naivety? <laughs> I don't even know. When it comes naiveness. to her being naiveness or her being naive, apparently I don't know words right now. When it comes to her being naive about what she was getting herself involved in, I do put that on her because I know that no one really wants to Google the person that they're dating, but you're dating a famous prince. And even if you say that you know nothing about it, I feel like you should have educated yourself slightly just to figure out what you were getting involved in. Then again, I think she, Americans have a different she, relationship to the world. No, no, I know. But at the same time, going into a situation blind that you don't actually have to go into blind you know what i mean like she she i'm not saying to google him and all the people he's dated i just mean to get an understanding of what you're of what you're willingly putting yourself into like you gave up your acting career you gave up your blog you gave up everything that was yours to be a part of this family you had the ability to do research to make sure this was actually a commitment that you wanted to make I understand that she loves him, okay, but you're still allowed to be able to educate yourself. And that's why I always said that the choice that she made to not really find out is actually on her. I just feel bad about the fact of her mental state at that time. I still listen, believe that. Man, so. Listen, man, for our American viewers, to make this make sense, the royal family to us is like the descendants of Robert E. Lee to you, okay? Now, with that being said, Fuck the royal family. The royal family is complete trash. The royal family is garbage. I do not care about these people. I I feel sympathy for Meghan's children, but I do not feel sympathy for Meghan Markle. I think this whole empathy bullshit and these dumbass questions, and I'm glad Oprah kind of looked at her like, you didn't think they were racist? Like, it was just like, it was so fucking Yeah, her reactions are the best part, because you could tell that she was like, really? So nonsensical and stupid. I, let, let's move the fuck It's up. fine. I don't even want to talk about these vile so, rapists and murders. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about something that's a little bit, you know, more interesting. Uh, Drake dropped his second EP, Scary Hours 2. And I think apparently now it's like one of the best-selling, like, EPs. And how many copies did it sold? Listen, man, 
I, I, when it comes to Drake, I like the EP, by the way. Like, I actually, I did a video reel to one of the songs. <laughs> I like the EP, that Lemon Pepper freestyle. I actually yeah. want to hear a Drake and Rick Ross album. The Drake and Future album, I didn't really think it was going to be good, and it surprised me it was. But whenever Drake and Rick Ross, some of the complication of all the Drake and Rick Ross tracks they've had over the years, and it's just like, they both complement each other so very well. Mm-hmm. And I will. I, I am one of those people that I do want Drake to do an all hip hop album. And I think once Drake does, he will. All the no liars will be shut up because they will see it as classic. Because I think the reason why people don't see Drake as having a classic album is because there's always singing on it. But he's an artist more than a rapper. But honestly, man, I like it, and I think that I think that we need to start having conversations about Drake mm-hmm. as not only being the biggest rapper, but being one of the best rappers to ever do it. I think when you bring up a Drake argument, he's always compared to Jay-Z because Jay-Z is the only person I should compare him to. Hip hop, very similar to the NFL, Brittany. Careers don't last. The average hip hop career is like three, four years. There's artists back in the day in the 90s and 80s who would talk about the way that the companies used to do it because they knew that. They would literally, like right after like the sophomore album, like they would do one, two, maybe three albums. And then they would like move on to a different artist because they expected the artist to default out. So a lot of artists have had very short careers and have lived the span of that short career with their infamy after. So like DMX, DMX had a very short career. It was like five, six years, but his infamy has lived on. Lauryn Hill had a very short career. Infamy has lived on. Mob Deep had a very short career. Infamy has lived on. I would say Wu-Tang is very long, but the height of their career... No, I wouldn't put Wu-Tang in that category. But a lot of people, their careers are like five, six years. Mm -hmm. It's rare that you have a hip-hop artist who has had a career for longer than 10 years and now can expand almost two decades. The only person besides Drake who's even in that category is Jay-Z. Jay-Z, when Jay-Z came out, he wasn't as famous, but I think Hard Knock Life is what kind of put him in famous to everybody, the MTV famous, as people say. But Jay-Z has been good since he came out in 94. Like, he's been good. Some people say he might not have been famous really until 98, but it's consistent. He's never dropped the ball. And Drake has been the same thing since he came out in, like, what, 09? And it's just, yeah. like, the consistency. And it's, like, you, we got to start having different conversations. Well, that's why people, we, when, we when Scary a- Hours 2 dropped, people reviewed it saying, they're, like, by the way, guys, Drake never actually left. Like, he just he, he just is working on this. Mm-hmm. And people are just talking about what he dropped and what he created. And they're, like, no, no, this like this is this is what he dropped was, for them, amazing. They're, like, no, no. J- yep. J- one article from Vanity Fair says that Drake never left the building. He just was taking a moment. Another article is talking about the fact that he always had this in the bag. He was just waiting for the right time to drop yeah, it. It's his like, album is going to drop soon. Yeah. Exactly. And they're just talking about like, the, no, like if this is what is to be expected, it's obviously going to be great. People also are talking about um, just him having Rick Ross on it. And the fact that people are like, we, they really like the track and everything that's going on. Like it's, I, I can't remember if it's not one of the best-selling EPs or how many copies it's sold. It's just, people are just like, this is amazing. I know it's number one, two, and three, the three songs on the Billboard 100. Track, yeah, one, like two, he literally, three, all of his yeah. songs are charted, which is but which is rare, by the way, for an EP. I know, so but, an, but for an EP in general to release, even if you only yeah. have three songs, three songs normally don't chart all at the same time. It's maybe like one. But for him to have that many songs chart on Billboard 100 is insane. I feel like, and I just want to get into some Drake hate because I'm from Toronto and I see the Drake hate a lot, but I feel like, 
I feel like the reason why Drake doesn't get his just dues and he doesn't get that respect, mm-hmm. at least within the hip hop realm, is what I'm saying. So like, people who are casual hip hop listeners love Drake because like their introduction to hip hop before it was Jay Z and now it's Drake because they're they're, just, they're like those people, right? So I get that, but the hip hop community, like. I've said this in the very beginning. I feel like the hip hop community, the reason why they don't embrace Drake the way they should is because of the oppression Olympics. It's it's like the arguments I always hear regarding Drake, depending on what age people are in. Sometimes some mm-hmm. people say they don't like the fact that he sings, but now every rapper going forward sings and raps. So yeah. do we not like any rapper? And then some people, some people will flat out get into their ignorance and say, oh, he didn't grow up in the hood. So it's like, do all black people have to come from the hood? Or it's the fact that he was a child star. Okay, Lil Wayne was signed at nine years old. What what are we what are we what are we comparing this to? Or it's the fact of um or it's the fact that like he's half Jewish. Yeah. So he has to be full black, or it's the fact that he's Canadian. Like it's always something to push the goalpost back for Drake. Or there's some people that go even more ignorant with it, and it's the fact of like it's like it's one thing after another, after another, after another. And I get to the point where I'm just like, okay, like, I feel like we're pushing the goalpost for Drake because Drake is essentially doing what Jay-Z has done for years. When Jay-Z back in the day used to make new music with the new artists coming out to jump on that wave and kind of introduce that artist to the world, that was a Jay-Z platform. Drake literally took the same platform. That's why we know about the Migos. That's why we know about, what's his name, JB, Block Boy, or any of these guys. I wouldn't mm-hmm. know about these guys only for Drake. That's the reason why America learned about Skepta, right? And... I think the way Drake does it, it's a little better than what Jay-Z does because he's signing some of these artists like PopCon. And if he's not signing them, then it's like he really does mess with the music. Like he really is a fan of drill music in the UK. He really is a fan remember of when we shit. Remember when we were in Cuba and how many songs dropped that had Drake on it with like that artist and Bad Drake, Bunny who's Drake now was huge? Rapping, and I was like, what? And there was, and, was- and, and, and we didn't, and remember we are saying that there was songs in Cuba that that are regular Drake songs, but Drake rapped the whole thing in Spanish, Spanish and put yeah. it out in the Spanish market. And I didn't even know this. I'm talking about songs that we all know that Drake yeah. has redone in Spanish. This is why Drake is a global artist. This is what happens when you come from Toronto. I think what I hate the most is like the culture appropriation where it's like, oh, Drake is culture appropriating African or Caribbean culture. I'm like, he's from Toronto where the only black people here are African or Caribbean. We don't have the same makeup as you have in the States. Same thing in the UK. So if he's growing up around African and Caribbean people and he's growing up around their music, then that's going to be his sound. It's going to influence And and, and I hate when I see Canadian people who are aware of this, but they just want to jump on the bandwagon. And I'm just like, bro, like, I'll say this. Drake is the most hated rapper I've ever seen in my life. He is the most celebrated and hated person I've ever seen in hip hop. I want to say Ja Rule, but when Ja Rule was hated, he was truly hated. Yeah. And 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 now I think that Ja Rule is being celebrated again just due to like the Fire Festival and nostalgia. But Drake is the most hated and celebrated hip hop star I can ever I've ever seen in my entire life. But you know how it's you like said people, that? It's like people people love his music, but they just don't want him to win. Yeah, but you know how you said they keep saying like the goalpost keeps getting pushed. Every yep. time the goalpost gets pushed, literally Drake meets it and then he exceeds it. And then they make yeah. another goalpost and say no. And then he's like, okay, exceed it again. Like he literally passes every yep. single one. You can't, unfortunately, you can't, no one can say that his success doesn't exist because I mean, look how many people he has now influenced, what he has done. Like yeah. when I told you, when I saw that he was, when we were, when we were in Cuba and I heard those tracks, I was like, wait, is that Drake? Like I literally turned around and looked at the TV yeah. and you and I were both stunned. I was like, 
that's Drake. Yeah. <laughs> and then we he saw him with all these rappers himself. who are now up and coming because of them working with him and the tracks getting released. They actually like Bad Bunny is now like big. Like he was already Drake. big where he was from, but like all of a sudden it's like he hit skipped over and people in Canada, the US, the UK, they're all listening to Bad Bunny now. Drake Don't get me wrong, Bad Bunny is talented in his own right, but like Drake being on tracks with him helped. Drake is the David Stern of hip hop. David Stern <laughs> took the NBA and made it global, brought it to China, did all of that. Drake is doing the same thing with hip hop. Hip hop was already global, but American rappers have never really taken in international sounds. Like I said, we had a moment in the early 2000s where all these American rappers wanted to jump on a dance hall track with Beanie Man or Sean Paul or whoever, because that was the moment. And they dropped like a bad habit the moment it was done. But Drake is actually signing the reggae artist, right? Yeah. Like the same moment we're having now where all these Americans want to jump on the, the Afro beat tracks, Sway Lee and all of them. And that started with Drake. Yeah. So Drake is actually introducing UK drill music, Afro beat music. He's introducing soca and reggae to parts of America that probably weren't, weren't even open to that, right? Yeah. And it's like hip hop forever has never really expanded outside. It's it's expanded within its own music genres. So it's mixed in with rock. It's mixed in with jazz. It's mixed in mm -hmm. with soul. You know what I mean? It's, you have the G-Funk era. But it's never expanded with sounds outside of the American body. And I think Drake is now doing that. And it's making hip hop more global, more accessible. And it's allowing people in America to experience music outside of themselves, which is good. I don't know why we hate Drake. If it's not that, yeah. then we keep talking about the fact of the Quentin Miller writing allegation. It's like, okay, he took reference tracks. We obviously know Drake writes his own music. We can tell from the writing. It's consistent over the years. But if people want to hang on to that, I'm like, was Drake not writing for Lil Wayne during Lil Wayne's hype? When everybody was in love people with Lil like Wayne? To, people like was to Drake not that. writing for Lil Wayne? people like, like to forget that so he doesn't get any credit for it. And do like, we not consider Lil Wayne one of the best rappers of all time? I don't, but people do. And that's why I say the goal I actually don't understand anything Lil Wayne says in here raps. I'm not gonna I lie. don't care about Lil Wayne. But then again, L Lil, like, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, then again, I've never really, I've never really liked American hip hop. Like I've told you this, I actually am super into like British hip hop and like their rapping. I've always been into that more than American rapping. Which I think, which people find interesting. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I like their sound. <laughs> I think I think both have artists I like and both have people that I follow. But yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I've always told you that. I know, like I, when we talk about anything that has to do with hip hop, I can have more of a discussion when it comes to like British ones because I listen to them predominantly. I don't like American ones. I know the songs that they're trendy. That's why I always say that when it comes to like rap music from the States or anything like that, I all know it if it's a like top 100 song but I won't know any other song by the artist. And I there's admit few, that. <laughs> there's a few British artists. I like an artist called Loyal Connor. I like Dave. You say I Dave. Like, I like some Skepta tracks. I can't say I'm really a Skepta yeah, fan like some that. of his tracks are okay. Um, but there's a few people I like. There's a few people I like. There's a few people. I'm a huge Stormzy fan. <laughs> I like Stormzy too. I like Stormzy too. It's huge Stormzy there. fan. There's a few people I like though. Super I, like. I do like Stormzy. I will say that. I do like Stormzy. I but remember you were surprised of... that I like Stormzy. I'm like, he's amazing. <laughs> Cause you weren't really a hip hop fan, so I was just but like, I liked okay. him. <laughs> did I did I show you Stormzy? No, I was talking to you one day about a track, and you played it, and I said, "Yeah, that's Stormzy. I like him." You played it in your cart. Oh, okay, okay. And then I knew you were like, "You know who Stormzy is?" I was like, "Yeah, like I really like British hip hop," and you were like surprised. I was like, "I don't know anything about American, but I could talk about this." I see. I see. I remember you had the uh, Ed Sheeran Stormzy track. I remember that. I love that song. That was a number one single, man, twenty twenty. <laughs> but speaking of Drake, like. I know the Grammys passed and went, and 
I don't know. I didn't watch it, and I haven't watched the Grammys or any of these award shows in years. To be honest Same. with you, I think I think what social media it allows me to catch the highlights and people's complaints about it, but I just haven't actually like sat down and watched it. When I was a kid, I used to love it because you would see the performances of your favorite artists. This is back when music videos mattered and like performances mattered. Now it's kind of just like. Music comes so fast and so quick, you don't even get attached to the song. Well, I loved the Grammys because I used to think one day I'd win one. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I used to think one day I would win a, um, an Emmy, so I feel that. But <laughs> do people still care about the Grammys? Like, I sit there and I'm just like, I don't even watch this shit anymore. Like, the Grammys numbers have gone down. The Grammys, the Oscars, the Golden Globes, the Emmys... The American Music Awards, the Billboard Awards, the Teen they're Choice not, Awards. They're not as big as they it's used to be. Like the 90s and 2000s, the these BT were huge. Awards, the Much Music. I always wanted to go to the Much Music Awards. I never got to go. I always wanted to yeah, go. Yeah, I used to want to go when I was younger. But it was always on Father's Day, and I was just like, fuck, all the time. <laughs> You're like, I can't go. <laughs> every single time. I was like, we got to go out for dinner. I'm like, ah. But time. when we were growing up, award shows, especially for us, like in the 90s and early 2000s, they were big. Like, yeah. it was it was a thing. Like, you were excited to watch the i used to be so but excited that, that was also when music videos were good and that was yeah. also when and that was also when albums came out like once every three years so you got yeah to soak but it like, in. like it was a different the 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 thrill of watching back in the day like 90s and early 2000s like grammys or anything like that that used to be exciting for me like i used to be like yes the grammys is on tonight like yeah. i used to get excited to watch these people perform like I think it was the BET Awards, and, and then I, I just think, lost interest like around '09. <laughs> I think the BET Awards, the last awards I really cared about, I think, because they had that one where Michael Jackson came out and he was dancing with with Chris Brown, and it was just like it was nice. And then they had, and then the last one I watched was when they brought New Edition back, and they did all their songs. And after that, that was like the last award show I ever watched. I was like, because I started watching the BET Awards more because it was catered to everything I liked. I didn't yeah. have to skip through all the rock and shit. But after that last year, the BET Awards got whack, and then I was just like, yeah, I was just, I was done. I was done. I don't think people are, I don't think that people are very, some people are not as interested in the Grammys as they used to, because I personally find that they skip over artists a lot that actually deserve to have noms. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I agree. I was going to say that, like, I feel like people don't care about the Grammys because they have, they have, back then you didn't have access to stars. So yeah. when they came on television, you look. Now you have so much access that when they come on, you're like, okay. And you also, also have replay value now. You don't, you don't have yeah. to watch. You can catch the highlights. But remember, winning a Grammy used to be like, when you were a musical artist, being nominated for a Grammy, you were like, oh my God. To win it, you were like, oh, my, I want a, yeah. like, you were like, I want a Grammy. Like, that was huge. Now I feel like, because like you said, the access, it's like they don't need the Grammy anymore. They're like, why would I need that when I have all these people? <laughs> But it's like what you were saying, the Grammy has so much missteps, right? So it's yeah. like, I haven't seen the Grammys. Well, I have seen this. Like, I've seen situations where it's like, there's artists who never got a Grammy. But then when they get inducted into like the Rock of, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's like, that's like the Grammy they never got. Or like Nas got a Grammy for the first time after like 20 years, just at the last Grammys. Or for instance, I've noticed that there's a lot of artists that should have got Oscars. A lot, a, lot, a lot of actors should have got Oscars, right? And then they end up giving It took Leonardo DiCaprio like, how long to win his Oscar. And we all know that he should and, have had one years before that. I feel like what's happening is like these award shows are finally making up for the past. So for instance, like Denzel, everyone says the movie that Denzel should have got the Oscar for should have been Malcolm X. Yeah, but everyone he got it for what, Training Day? says that. But he got it for Training Day. And Training Day yeah. wasn't, it was just him playing a criminal. Like it wasn't his greatest role, but it was okay. It wasn't his and best performance that. and that's what but, he won for. And you were like, why? But, 
what it is is because like we should have gave it to you for this. We did it. So this is a makeup. It's the same thing how Spike Lee never got a Grammy for Do the Right Thing. Sorry, an Oscar for Do the Right Thing, sorry. But then he gets it for um the last movie that he just did. Um oh. Yeah, with the with the Vietnam um, oh, the one with Chadwick Boseman. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> Blood I can't Hound or something. Called. I know. I can't what it's called either. I can't what it's called. That's gonna drive me I, nuts. I, I, I keep wanting to say Red Tails, but it's not Red Tails. Um, that's a different movie. Oh. It's like is it is it called like Blood or something or Blood I, something? It's something gonna blood. drive me nuts, but it's with Chadwick Boseman, and I cannot yes. remember the name of it. But movie. basically, it's like I think what, what what a lot of these what a lot of these um awards are doing now is they're basically yeah. handing out the awards that they should have handed out years ago to those people. So Leonardo DiCaprio should have got one for Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio should have got. We can go down the movie list. We can go down Titanic. his list. He should have won for enough before. Remember, like Definitely he should have nominated for eating Gilbert Grape. Like he, like there was just so many performances that he's done where you're like, how and did no one like recognize they that have talent? To give it to you. So it's like it's just. I'm not into it, man. I'm not into it. I'm not. The Five Bloods. That's the Spike Lee movie. Yeah. <laughs> I had the to look it up. The Five Bloods. That's what it's called. The Five. Oh, the Five Bloods. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah but it's D A. So duh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. But speaking that of movie um, was like, really good. Speaking of wasted music talent and wasted music talents, significant others. Oh Sharon god. Osborne, okay. So you told me about this. So yes. So okay. So in the last the last time we talked about this, just to do a quick rundown, I talked about the fact that she was an investigation was opened by CBS, who does the show the talk. And they were looking into like her behavior and whatnot. So now we find out that Sharon Osborne because she was offending Pierce. She wasn't offending, it but wasn't, she was just saying so, why is Pierce more, well, uh, it's because they said that her reaction was actually unprovoked because as we said, Sherry, Sherry, is it Sherry Underwood? Is that her name? Yeah, I think it is. Sherry. Cheryl? Is it Cheryl Underwood or Sherry? Cheryl Underwood. Cheryl Underwood. Cheryl Underwood thank Cheryl you. Underwood. No, so no. people said that her, her reaction, Sharon Osborne's reaction was unprovoked because when the segment starts, Cheryl makes a comment just saying, you know, how do you feel about what's happening? You know, cause I know that you're friends with peers. Like, how do you feel about what's happening? So people didn't understand why that question made Sharon go to like here. No one understood, well, like they, no one understood why she just like snapped. Cause if you watch it, you can see that everyone is sitting there like, why did that question make you upset? Because no one accused her of anything. Cheryl did not accuse her of anything. She just asked her like, you know, how do you feel? Because she also stipulated, you know, I know you and I know that you're not like this. So it's just like, but how do you feel like this person that you're friends with? Because it was mainstream news and this is their show, The Talk. After the investigation with CBS, they were like her her behavior of her, not only her reaction and the way that she kind of escalated the actual thing, they said it doesn't align with CBS's values. So after 11 years on the talk, Sharon Osbourne ha is, has been fired or she had, as they said, she has decided to leave. I feel like that just means that she was fired after the investigation was conducted because the CBS headline is the fact that um, her, val her values don't align with what CBS is actually, um, for. So when I saw that, it says Sharon Osbourne leaves the talk. CBS says her conduct during the race debate did not align with their core values. That's what the actual headline says. Um, uh, for a workplace, uh, for, for uh, align with our values for a respectful workplace. Because they said that her zero to 100 was just like way too quick. We obviously will never know exactly what was what else was found in this investigation. But now apparently other hosts who have been on the show um, have said that uh, people, for, former people who were on the talk, who were either hosts or co-hosts or like whatever it was, they have talked about the fact that like apparently Sharon has done this before, but it was more subtle. And the only reason that this is now a thing is because of how she reacted. And that's why the investigation happened. 
So after 11 years, she's now lost her job. Not like she's hurting. Um, I mean, she's Sharon Osbourne. So it's not like, it's not like she's, you know, starving out no, here she's in the streets. She's so. um, I just find it funny. I, was I like, wow. think my opinion on this, I don't think they should have fired Sharon Osbourne. I think well, it kind of stands with what you said last time. You're like, whatever. Yeah, I think, I think this is absolutely stupid. I think, I, I, this is why I hate cancel culture so much because I feel like cancel culture doesn't allow people to grow. And then you're going to force people to become Derek Jacksons and try to be so perfect because cancel culture doesn't allow any failure anymore, right? And it's I don't like, think that. Sharon Osbourne is very true like, to who she is as a person. I don't think that'll ever change. No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just, no, I'm talking about other people. I'm oh, okay. going to force other people to become like a Derek Jackson and want to be seen as perfect because they mm-hmm. can't fail in terms of cancel culture, right? And I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I don't even get, like, okay, let's think about Sharon Osbourne, for example. I was introduced to Sharon Osbourne through the Ozzy show. This was in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, mid, mid, I would say like 2000. It was like called the Osbourne five, or something? Five, six, seven, around there. I think I was in high school, leaving, go to college around that area. And I remember the show was just Ozzy walking around, cussing all day. He just seemed like he took too much drugs in his life and could barely speak. And Sharon was just like always running after him, like Marge and Homer. Like she was just like, Ozzy. It was actually funny. Stop, Ozzy. It was funny. It was funny. And then you had like, you had the daughter who was like whiny and the son. And it was, it was actually kind of funny show. I enjoyed it. Now, Sharon Osbourne always seemed like a woman who doesn't care about being seen as like, a certain type of woman like she would spit she would fart she would cuss she would smoke like she was very a woman that was free to her own devices she wasn't yeah. held by what women are supposed to be like and i respected that a little bit with sharon osborne now me personally i don't know sharon osborne i've only seen her on television i never really thought sharon osborne was racist if you told me ozzy might have dropped a few n-bombs back in the day i would have been like yeah i could see that but I never, mind you, even if Sharon did, I never thought Sharon was racist. I never looked at Sharon Osbourne as racist. I just kind of looked at her as like, just like trashy. And that was it. Not, not, not trashy in a bad way, but just like undomesticated type of thing. Like she just does yeah. what she wants, free, right? I never thought any other way. Now, when she was on the talk, I was kind of shocked because I didn't think that Sharon Osbourne's celebrity would have fit the talk because she was so, well, I guess her outspoken is yes. But remember the talk back in the day was always like women that always had like an ideal that was somewhere in the middle. No one was you mean far like left. The view? No one was far right, basically. So that's kind of where I viewed it. I was like, oh, sure, I wouldn't see it. But mind you, I don't watch this show either. But yeah, I don't watch it either. What, I only ever see it in the highlights. I think that if we keep doing this, we're going to set a precedent. Because from what I understand, Pierce Morgan had his issue with Meghan Markle and ran off his own show. And then I guess because her and Paris are friends, they're both British. Sharon Osbourne thought in her mind that because her and Paris are known friends that people were judging her. So I said in the last episode, she let her insecurity get ahead of her. So then Sharon Osbourne goes and she wants to play like catch up and make up. So then she comes on the show and is addressing things that are really only in her head. Or maybe there's a few people that wrote comments on social media about her, but it wasn't a big enough issue that like I didn't hear about no one judging Sharon Osbourne for being friends with him. And like, I'm pretty sure if Sharon Osbourne was being judged, then anyone that was friends with him was being judged. For instance, I think it's Oprah because no one, told being her, no one told her that, um, I think Cheryl Underwood, when she brought it up, I think that uh, she didn't actually know she was going to ask the question. Because normally, yeah. you know how normally well, you're told, like you're given yeah. like a thing. I think that the question yeah. came for her out of like left field. And so she no, I, no, automatically got defensive. No, I, think I, I understand. I understand. But it's like, but it's like, like people judging Sharon Osbourne for being friends with with Paris is like somebody saying, oh, Oprah's friends with Harvey Weinstein. Who's that all the time? 
You think Oprah addresses that shit? No, she never addressed it. She's like, whatever. Like, there's pictures of Obama with Epstein. You think Obama's addressing that? Really? He's just like, whatever. I don't have to explain it to myself, right? And I feel bad that Sharon felt that she had to explain herself to people. And when she got on the camera and did that, and then when Cheryl Underwood, like, tried to intercept the question, and then she looked like she, she wasn't really snapping at Cheryl Underwood. All she told Cheryl Underwood is, don't fake cry. And, of course, these people on these talk shows always fake cry, okay? Whether it's Don Lemon or whether it's any female anchor, that's what they do. They fake cry because it creates empathy and it gives ratings. Journalism 101, right? So what she was saying is, don't fake cry on here. And that was it. And then she was going back to addressing the public and saying that she is not a racist because she's friends with him. Again, feeding into her own insecurity. I get it, a hit dog will holla. But I don't think that's something that she should get fired for. Sharon Osbourne didn't say anything racist herself. Sharon Osbourne didn't make any racist comments. Sharon Osbourne didn't come out and say, I'm with Pierce and you black people should be happier even in the, the country. She didn't say any of that. She just like I said, said the Pierce investigation that they had was about something co- entirely different that came up well, that we'll I never know about. I understand that they want you to think the investigation yes. was about her being a journalist and breaking the journalist conduct. No, I think it's just them trying to make to save face. However, that's exactly what it is. That's why I'm saying the reason why Sharon Osbourne, Sharon Osbourne got fired is because of her basically feeding into her own insecurity and feeling yeah. like she has to defend herself against the world. Whatever, whatever story that that um that CBS is trying to feed you about like, oh, well, it's because she interrupted Cheryl. This is the line with our values. It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Honestly, but here's the thing. She's not going to suffer from this because she's, Sharon Osbourne is still hilarious and she, 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 she has her commentary and people still like her for that. And like I said, after this happened, she issued like an apology. Then there was the investigation. She's going to be fine. It's just interesting to see that she lost her job. But what I'm saying is like, we can't like... When we keep setting this precedent, we're basically yeah. telling people you can't be yourself. We've already, and Dave Chappelle's talked about this, right? We're telling comedians you you, you can't say the jokes you want. You have, you have to soften up your appearance. You got to soften up your jokes. Now we're telling news anchors that are supposed to be subjective and have personalities. You can't be yourself. We don't want to hear your, we don't want to hear your perspective. Keep the perspective down the middle. So like we're getting to the point where it's like, what's going to happen? Yeah. What are we, what are we doing here? Because, I agree, but um, there's nothing you can really do about it. It's the way that right now that media is set up. Yeah, and I just I just think it's a bad precedent going forward. That's just me. But to speak about um successful woman, um like like your girl Sharon Osbourne here, um, me and you talked about this in a side conversation, and mm-hmm. you made a point to me, and I wanted to bring this up. Right, so I keep seeing these articles. I've seen them over the past years. I have a group that we discuss these articles in because we like to get into these gender arguments as well. And the articles are always talking about women's achievements, but then comparing them to men. So you'll see something where it will say something like, oh, um, women are now graduating at a higher rate and earning more, and they're earning more than men. So now who will woman date? And it's like, why is the woman dating part even a question? Or you have these things where it's like, where it's like, oh, um, women right now are buying houses um, or becoming homeowners at a faster rate than men. And I'm sitting there, and I remember you were telling me this when we were having this conversation a while back. And you were saying that like, when you do something like that, you're diminishing a woman's accomplishment because you're comparing it to a man. 
Why can't it just be women are graduating? More women are graduating now than ever before. Uh, more women are buying more more houses than ever before. Mm-hmm. More women are opening up companies than ever before. But when you do this parallel argument where you say women are achieving this and therefore it's men's downfall, then what you're doing is you're creating this gender propaganda that goes on the internet. Very similar to what Derek Jackson used to do, gender propaganda, yeah. right? And then you have women and man fighting in the comments because men feel attacked. But it's like, but the, the part of it is like, why can't you just present a woman as accomplishing something without having to present that it's above men? I'll do a side argument to make it make a little more sense, right? It's the very same thing of saying like, black people are doing this now at a higher rate than white people. Or black people are doing this now. At, it's like you're using whiteness as, as, as the measuring. The same way you're using men as the measuring, right? And when mm-hmm. you do these parallel arguments where you say black people are buying houses more than white people, and these articles and propaganda is going out there, it may be true, fine, right? But now you have the white people that are feeling alienated, and now you're creating the race division again, right? Why can't it just be black people are just buying more houses? Black people are being, there's more black entrepreneurs, there's more black this, right? And when I see these arguments, and I remember you were explaining it to me that, like, from a feminist standpoint, it's like you're still you're still holding women's achievements accountable to men instead of just letting women have their achievements and letting men have theirs. Well, when it, to my, well, to my actual own point, um, <laughs> when I was talking about that, it's because when I look back and I think about what women have accomplished, it's really, for me, it's really sad to see that the only way that an article sometimes is written is in comparison to men. Because it, when you think about purposely it- purposely debate argument. Exactly. Because when you think about it, there was a time where when even though women did go to school and they got an education, I think I've said this before, in certain colleges um, or universities, women were taught etiquette classes. So it there were classes, I think at this point, this was probably in like the 40s. Um, there were classes where you would learn how to set a table properly, how to entertain your husband's boss. Mm-hmm. And these were a part of like your actual curriculum. And there would be women who were very brilliant, who potentially could get accepted to schools that predominantly all had men, like even law school. But these women, a lot of the time would defer, they would apply just to see if they could get in, but they would defer it because the expectation was now that you've had your fun and your break in school, it is time now to get married, have children, take care of the home and do all of these things and help support your husband, but not support financially. You know what I mean? And I remember when I learned about these etiquette classes, I was just like, there's an etiquette class of how to set a table. And like, it's, there's, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie or anyone listening. Have you guys ever seen the movie Mona Lisa Smile? No, I've never seen it. So Mona Lisa Smile is a movie that's set in the 40s. Julia Roberts is in it. And she is this like, (laughs) they, they classify her as like a radical professor because she believes that women should actually have more than just setting a table and having children and she is working in art history. So one of the other characters is played by Kirsten Dunst and her character is engaged to this guy who they they say, you know that phrase, in the movie they say, you know that phrase, keeping up with the Joneses? Well, they're the Joneses. And she gets married and doesn't come to class for like two weeks. She decides to show up and it's like, well, I, you know, I got married, I was on my honeymoon and then I had to set my home. And Julie Roberts character as the teacher is supposed to apparently she'd like they tell her oh you know like other teachers like let it slide 
because she's expected to be this housewife. Then there's another character who gets accepted into law school, but defers it because she, this, the, this, this scene always sticks out to me because they're like, Julia Roberts character asks her, so what are you going to do? She's like, well, I'm going to graduate and then I'll be married. And she's like, but what are you going to do after? Well, I'll be married. There's like all of her ambition completely drains from her Sadly, to go to going law back school. To our first conversation. This is exactly how religious women still act. Today. Yeah, I know. So when I that scene always sticks out to me because when I think about what we have now, everything that women have done to fight for their rights, the ability to vote, to have a bank account, to be able to have a job, go to school, become an executive, a CEO, start their own business, do all these great things. But every single time an accomplishment happens, it's like women are doing this and their male counterpart. They're doing this and men have done this. It's like men have always had the upper hand of being able to do these things constantly because they held all the power. They held all of the money. They even held women's choice because they were like, no, you're my wife. What do you mean you want to do something else? No, like you didn't, you didn't have a choice. It's a, it's a very similar attribute to comparing like, 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 like the next R&B star to like, mm-hmm. oh, he's the black Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Or, oh, she's the black Adele or, or comparing like the next company, like, oh, it's the black Facebook. Yeah. Like, no, just, just in my mind, I sit there and I go, if a woman, Sorry, it's or, the, yeah, black Facebook. Yeah, I was like, if ahead. women or women have an accomplishment and they have done something that is great, let it stand on its own. It does not need to have something saying about men have done the same thing. We already know that men have done it because yes. it historically has been like that. Yes. Women doing it should be their own accomplishment because when you do that, for me personally, and maybe for other feminists, it's like it belittles the accomplishment. You're like, okay, great. Well, what, what they're initially trying to do is they're trying to create conversation about the article and they know that a main conversation people love is gender conversation right yeah so when you're and the whole thing is you gotta think about this as you said men have always had the power to be educated and whatever whatever go forth and go forth right Mm -hmm. now with women post 1970 having that power every generation post 1970 has had more women graduate more women more women start working more women rise through the ranks so it makes sense that in 2020 we're now having women graduating more than men we're now having women make more money than men. We're now having women become the breadwinners. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. But where the issue comes in is when you title the argument or when you title the article, women are now graduating, making more money than men, becoming breadwinners and have to date down. Now you're creating, mind you, dating down, I agree. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, men have always made the more money. So hypothetically, men have always dated women who have made less. I wouldn't say men were dating down, but that was the culture at that time. But even to this day, the average relationship, the man makes more. So if we're flipping that- Well, that's because women only make 81 cents for every dollar a man makes. Agreed, 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 agreed. No, 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 no. you're you're leaning (laughs) to my point. You're leaning into my point. So agreed, agreed, right? So with that being said- if women are now starting to make more money than men because they have their own companies, because they're not worrying about a man paying them, which is exactly where I was going with it. So thank you. So if women are now starting to make more money than men, why are you creating some sort of dogma around that? Why can't it just be women are making more money than men? And these women are some, some of these women are going to find partners who make just as much money. Mm -hmm. A lot of rich people are usually taken up quick. So some of these women may have to date a man that makes less than them. The same way a rich man today 
might have to date a woman that makes less than him because the woman in his era, in his salary might also be married, right? So it's the same concept. But when you create the dogma around it, now you create the conversation in society about like, oh, men are slipping. And then me and you have viewed this. You have countless YouTube videos and podcasts with women creating a narrative that men are no longer men or men are slipping now because, and it's like, why are we creating this narrative? Because women rising up, women being better than men should not be women's downfall. It should actually be a responsibility to society making women equal. So when you make women equal, you're gonna have very ambitious women who are competing with very ambitious men and some women might be better than men and therefore they make more money. That's everyone's on an equal playing field. The same exact way how when you make sports equal, there's some black people who are just naturally better than some white people in some sports. They win. There's some white people naturally better than black people. They win. Like, but when you start creating this narrative of like only black people can do this or only, you know what I'm trying to say? And then you go yeah. back to it. It's like you're creating this dialogue. And then you have like countless podcasts and YouTube videos of instead of women celebrating their accomplishments, they're celebrating their accomplishments by shitting on men. Yeah. So really what they're doing is they're basically saying that we beat you and it shouldn't be a competition. It should be, yo, your hair. Society finally smartened up your hair. Now let's come together. It shouldn't be a man versus woman competition. The same way it shouldn't be a black versus white competition. It should be a humanity competition. We, you're here. I'm here. Let's build together. Instead of like, I'm beating you. And it's like, okay, then what? Like, I don't, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It reminds, it reminds me of when I had the argument about, about um, light skin and dark skin and the colorism conversation. Yes. Where I was saying that there are some people who want there to be a certain amount, who want the beauty standards to go away and want there to be unity between dark skin and light skin women because men don't really do this, right? Some people want that unity. Like, we, I want us all to be on the same level. We're all sisters. Let's stop what we're doing in the media by putting light skin women in these narratives and dark skin women in these narratives. Yes. But then you have other people who are like, no, we don't want equality. After years of us being on, on, on below, we want light-skinned women to suffer. We want light-skinned women to go through years of not being represented properly in television. We want light-skinned women to go through years of not being seen as beautiful. And it's like, what is that causing? So that same argument is what we're doing with men and women, what we're doing with white and black people. Instead of just allowing the, the group of people that was once a minority or once put down to just rise up and be and be equal and maybe be above and just have it continue. We're yeah. creating these narratives around it to create the, these diversive arguments yeah. that make no sense. And it's like, and it's like, listen, a woman's, a woman's accomplishment or a woman's advancement should not be a man's downfall. And a man should not feel that way. A man should be, and this is why a lot of men, a lot of, this is why some men don't feel happy when women are achieving because the culture they grew up in, the religion they grew up in, the environment they grew up mm -hmm. in, it's basically telling them that if a woman achieves, it means you're failing. Yeah. This is why you have men who are like, I don't want to date a woman who makes more than me. I don't want to date a woman who, who is more important than me with their celebrity. I don't want to date a woman who is more powerful than me. Instead of saying, look at that woman, she's successful. I like that. The same way, the same way a woman looks at a man who's successful is the same way a man should look at a woman who's successful. I've always dated ambitious women. You're ambitious. I always look at them that way. I've never looked at a woman who's successful and said, I hate her. I've always been like, okay, that's sexy. Look at that. Yeah, but there, there are a lot of men who actually can't stand that. B 
because the narrative have always been created around them that if women are achieving, then you are not. Yeah, and that's actually very sad. It's the same way how you say how women are brought up to fight against each other. Same exact concept. Yeah, but and that's that's I don't know why when I see these articles, I'm like, let's end this narrative. Like, I don't think it'll ever end though. It shouldn't be like that. Let's end the narrative. I don't think it'll ever end though. I think it's kind of wishful thinking. It's like it's like when I was watching, I think it was the Billion Idiots, and they were talking about Loey Harvey, and Charlamagne brought up a good concept where he said these guys are Loey Harvey's groupies, and I had to sit back for a second and be like, "Yeah, he's right." She's the one dating we, Michael B. Jordan, right? Yeah, we've always yeah. yeah yeah yes we've always demonized women for enjoying sex, literally just enjoying sex. Like it's wrong for you to enjoy sex. It's just fucked up. Cause a fucked up concept we all have about this. But if she was a man, we'd say the same thing. So that means Diddy. His son, Michael B. Jordan, all these men, all these men that love her, that put her names in songs, they're her groupies. She's the star. These niggas are groupying for her. And that's the way it should be looked at in 2020. It shouldn't be looked at as like, oh, all these men like her, so they're running through her. No, it should be looked at as these niggas is getting ran through by her. They're her groupies. You came to her. She gave you a piece and tossed you. And until we start looking at it that way, yeah. we're always going to view women as below, right? It's like, it's like, yeah. I remember you were talking about this. I just want to bring up that concept. No, I know. Like, you need to stop doing this, man. But let's get to our final topic. I know we've been waiting to get to this. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, when the preview came out, well, first off, there was a massive petition. Because everyone hated the original Justice League that came out in like 2017. So I think the one thing that people need to understand is that Zack Snyder, who was originally directing and like doing everything for Justice League, unfortunately, his daughter actually committed suicide. And that's why he stepped away from the project because like that's, imagine your child, like you you couldn't. So what ended up happening is somebody else obviously took over and the movie was predominantly reshot. And that was the piece of trash one that we saw in 2017. Jesus Christ. Um, so we watched the, by the way, when it came out, I saw the preview. I remember telling you, I didn't know it was four hours long. <laughs> Let's just first, oh, I didn't realize long. that the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League was four hours long. I did not know that. I also didn't know that he broke it into parts to like tell the story. So we saw the, we saw the Justice League that came out in 2017. And what I will say is the one scene that I was like, I wish I had better explanation for is the sequence where you see all of them come together, the Atlanteans, the uh, Amazons, and they're all fighting. And you see like that one Green Lantern. I always said to you, that was the only scene of the movie that I liked. And I wish that there had been more backstory to develop how it got to there. Switching now to Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. You get so much backstory and so much character development. You're like, okay, I get why now it's four hours. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish it was shorter, but mm-hmm. I we still watched all four hours. We did have a break at one point <laughs> for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we finished watch, watching it. But honestly, the, okay, the costuming, the editing, the production, the effects, the whole look of Zack perfect. Snyder's movie. Perfect. Just chef's kiss. It was be- it was beautiful. <laughs> like I I I loved it. Perfect. Especially because I had a bone to pick when it came to Aquaman because the way that Mira 
is shown in Zack Snyder's cut to me was far more accurate than this super, super bright red hair that she had in Aquaman. Because when you see her in Justice League, her hair was red, but it looks like a traditional red. Mm-hmm. And her costume, everything, even in comparison to the scenes that you see, especially Steppenwolf, the way that Steppenwolf was designed for Zack Snyder's cut, mm-hmm. so much better than mm-hmm. this like blue dude that was, <laughs> that was in the 2017 version. And just the fact that you got to see Darkseid and just, just that whole thing. To know that he actually had included that in the movie, because I don't know if many people know who Darkseid is, but he's like the nemesis of Superman. <laughs> it's just, it was it was amazing. And I, I genuinely liked it. I, when pe- someone did a comparison of shot for shot of the movie of 2017 versus the Zack Snyder cut, and hands down, Zack Snyder's movie is far better, better mm-hmm. produced, better acting. The acting mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm. much better. And I was just like, so you guys had to reshoot this movie and just gave up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Just everything about the movie was so well-rounded. Yes, okay, it was four hours long, but name me one movie, mind. name me another movie that you're willing to re-watch that has been recut by someone who was amazing. Name one other movie that you'd watch that's four hours long and Maybe has been Maybe the Lord of the Rings franchise, that might be it. I've watched the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. But people were saying, name one superhero movie that you'd watch the recut of at four hours. Uh, probably Dark Knight. That might be it, but maybe potentially Avengers, <laughs> a four-hour epic <laughs> of yeah, Endgame. I'd probably, probably watch. Yeah, they probably do. I'd probably so. watch it. No lie. Um, but I love. I loved the Zack Snyder cut, hands down. Uh, this movie made me sad. Oh it yeah. It made me so sad and depressed. Because I know that I, I will never get it. I will never get it. I will never get it. So l- let me explain. I am a Marvel guy. I've always been a Marvel guy. I've never, I'm not a comic book fan. I've never actually read a full comic book in my entire life. I've never owned a comic book in my entire life. I was introduced to Marvel in the 90s through TV shows like Spider-Man, the animated series, the Fantastic Four 80s cut that would play on reruns, um, the X-Men and like, I like the fact that they used to parallel the characters between Spider-Man and X-Men specifically. Um, and then you had the Hulk. There was like an Avengers cartoon that would play. And they were all pretty good. That was how I was introduced to it. And then the early 2000s, of course, they started with the Spider-Man movies going forward, right? I didn't know Blade was even part of Marvel at that point. I didn't know so, that, but Blade saved when it Marvel. Came, <laughs> when it came to DC... I was always aware of DC. I grew up in the 90s where they would still play the reruns of the of the 70s Batman or 60s Batman with the POW and the I that used to play on television after high school. But they also had the Batman animated series on WB that was amazing. That was that. the yeah. only series from DC that I always watched. I watched Batman Beyond, all of that. Same. We we never really had a Superman series when me and you were coming up. They just had the old Superman movies that would constantly replay on the Superstation that I would watch. I thought they were trash. Um, they never really had a Wonder Woman TV show or movie when we were coming up. No. I remember in the nineties they had they, the only superhero movie there ever was was Batman. There was like five or six of them, and I loved all of them at the time i thought they were good because that that was the only mark to measure superhero movies on so that was it was great at that time as we got older i can see how those movies are kind of trash but whatever it's fine yeah now being a marvel guy i always loved marvel when marvel first came out with the with the mcu the first couple of movies were kind of trash 
But they, they were they weren't trash. They were okay. But when they well, got was to Iron phase Man, two, was his first phase. When they got to when they got to the Winter Soldier, that was when it took a turn and all the movies <laughs> became just perfect, perfect, perfect. And I think that Marvel mastered being able to do family fun, comedic, charismatic, but still violent enough with great storylines that follow every movie. Marvel has mastered that. Mastered that. Like, I think only Daredevil, which wasn't always Marvel, has also mastered that, but they've mastered that. And the one thing that I always complain about in the DCU when they started making these movies, with the exception of uh, the first Wonder Woman, is that I said they're trying to be Marvel. When I first saw Aquaman, I was like, this looks like Jason Momoa is trying to be a bootleg Ryan Reynolds. He has the douchebag character. It's just the same shit, but it, it works for Ryan Reynolds. It works for Deadpool. It doesn't work over here. And then when I watched um, Batman versus Superman, the whole, like, my mother is Martha, your mother is Martha bullshit, I was like, what the fuck is this? And that was Jack Snyder, so I'll give him the L on that. And then when I watched the Justice League movie, I fell asleep during that crap because it was so goddamn boring. Oh, and yeah, late. I remember that. I looked over and I was like, wake up. <laughs> and I and I remember I remember saying to myself, DC is trash. Right after that, Batman vs Superman. I was already saying it, but after that, I shitted on DC for years. My friends know this. I never liked DC. I didn't even want to discuss DC. People said DC. I all I said was, "Yo, the Dark Knight." And the Dark Knight is not part of the DCU. But all I ever I know, said was, "Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight." I even said, "If Christopher Nolan takes over the DC, I'll probably give a shit again." Okay, now. Let's reference this. When I first saw the first Wonder Woman, I thought it was amazing. I was like, yo, this is amazing. Yeah. And then I was I was so excited for Wonder Woman 1984. I told you Wonder Woman is the best DCU movie that ever came out, the first one. And I was so and, excited. And, 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 and now I think Wonder Woman is the second best one behind, obviously, Justice League. But when I saw Wonder Woman 1984, I remember sitting next to you in the theaters. And it's like... I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And I remember having a conversation with you after. And I was trying to be temperamental about it. Just because... I, I didn't I, like I it. I, I know you didn't <laughs> like it. And I sat there and I was like, this is trash. And the one argument I had is that I said that they tried to be Captain Marvel. And I thought that Captain Marvel was good. But I thought the parts of it that were corny is when they tried to like emphasize the fact that she was a woman. And yes. this is what I never get about this year. I said this before. When I was growing up, we had like um, we had Tomb Raider, we had um, oh my god, what was the vampire movie? Underworld, Underworld, where you literally had these women heroines or antiheroes who we didn't bring up the fact that they were women. They just you had Resident Evil, mm-hmm. Underworld, Resident Evil, Tomb Raider. We we never brought up the fact that they were women. They just they just beat up people and they were wicked and we just loved it. We had Buffy as a TV show. We never once emphasized this. Xena the Warrior Princess. Oh, I used to love that by show. By the title. And and then I realized that recently with Hollywood trying to like, you know, do their whole we validate everybody bullshit. Uh, which is bullshit because they're just basically appealing to all of your insecurities and whatever, whatever. But I've said this before, I'm not gonna go into that. But that's when I thought that where Marvel fell short with the with the Captain Marvel movie, storyline was good. But it was like two scenes that they had where they were playing like these female driven tracks and and she's the running Stefani, through yeah. shit. Oh my god. And I was like, And it's sad because Captain this. Marvel is so strong. Mind you, I still think that the movie was good. Exist. 
Yeah, but I was. But just they could have like, just exhibited her strength and not. Yes, yeah. okay, we get it. She's a girl. We can see that. And I remember, like, I, 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 I got at Marvel for that. I was like, why are you doing this? Like, let let Hollywood do this. You don't do this, right? Because a Black Panther. They didn't do that. They just let him be Black Panther. I don't know what they're going to do with the new um, East Asian character, Sean, what's his name? Um, oh, Shang-Chi and the and I don't the, know what they're going to do. Rings. I hope they don't do that shit with Shang-Chi. Oh, God, I hope. Like, just because you have a minority character, do what you did in the 90s. Let them be a minority character. You don't have to doll every single five seconds, right? And when I watched Wonder Woman 1984, that's what pissed me off. Because I was like, you had a great movie in the first Wonder Woman. To the point where that was the first time I said DC did a better um, live action movie than their animated movie. Because they had a yeah. Wonder Woman animated one and it was actually better. I was like, this is amazing. And then Wonder Woman 1984, you get fucked it up. And I was, I was so, so mad hyped for that. that. I was so hyped for 1984 just because of like what they were going with. And the preview was the best sections of the movie and they just fell mm. short and they felt for me personally they felt short in plot development they also fell short in establishing certain characters and for me i never understood why they needed to bring back her love i don't understand why she needed to have her boyfriend come back it was and a lot of, a lot of a lot of people a lot of women actually had a huge issue with that they're like but he died yeah, it's they're all like, why man, did right? she? So, why yeah, did she need you. to have him to choose between <laughs> yeah, to I choose do. between him and who she is? Because Wonder Woman, even though she didn't grow up with men, even though she grew up on a whole female island with a bunch of other females, still has to be defined by a man. That's Mar- why I was mad. DC, sorry, you she's a the damn ball. Amazon man. Now, now, when I understand Jack Snyder did Batman versus Superman, and he did the Justice League movie, did he also do the first Wonder Woman? No, that was Patty Jenkins. Okay, okay, okay. It was a female director for Wonder Woman. So when we got to Batman versus Superman. I didn't like that movie. I said it was going to be trash in the beginning because I've never understood the war between Batman versus Superman. Like the pause of it, yes. Batman has to be has to take control of everything. But I never understood how Batman is going to last fighting Superman and it's not going to be in cartoon form. It's just stupid. And Batman builds some big suit and it's like, bro, it doesn't matter what suit you build. Superman punches through concrete walls. Like, this is nonsense. And to sit there and entertain that shit for a minute, I was like, okay, here we go. Superman has laser beam eyes. And and I I love the fact (laughs) that in the Jack Snyder one, they showed Batman as a complex when Superman walked in, as they should. The fact that Batman, a human being, is taking a Superman punch and it's not caving in his chest is ridiculous. Right, yeah. but at the same time, Superman will go punch some super being who's just as strong as him, and he'll go flying in the air. I'm like, come on, make it consistent, bro. So that's why I never liked it. But when I watched that movie and the My Mother's Martha, and it was so corny. And I was talking to my boy Mishu about this, and he was saying that like the way he was saying that in that movie, they also cut out the parts that Jack Snyder wanted. So Jack Snyder, when he did the original Batman Superman, there was a real extended version to it. Yeah. And the DCU came in and cut that all back. So he was saying that when it came to that part about my mother is Martha and your mother is Martha, it was to show Batman that Superman is a human and not an alien by him having a mother. But there was parts in the movie, like he said there was like so many scenes that they cut and that's what made it bullshit. So I understand why a lot of the actors at that time were already like, fuck the franchise. And I understand why Jack Snyder was halfway on the brink. Then they let him do Justice League, you know. The movie that I saw from start 
to finish, including the, the ended alternative ending scenes at the end that would have led into other movies, was amazing. It had the same tone I saw in Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it in Batman Superman. But it was You so would have if they didn't edit know, out all I the know, important know, things. When you think about it, the Batman versus Superman that he probably did is probably better than what we saw. I'm going there. That was so good. I see why Ben Affleck wanted to leave and Robert Pattinson picked it up because the way Ben Affleck acted in Batman versus Superman, the way he acted in Justice League, I hated Ben Affleck. I thought Ben yeah. Affleck was the reason for the shit movie. Then when I seen his acting in the last one, I was like, oh my God, he's actually not trying to fight Superman. He's actually like, it all makes sense now. And then Ben Affleck, I take back what I said. He is a good Batman. I take back what I, I said. Know. Same. The guy who was playing The Flash, I thought was corny in the first one. I literally thought that they were trying to make him like a Ryan Reynolds uh, character of when they first did Green Lantern. I thought he was corny. I saw him in this one. The sideboard character in the first one. They went into his storyline. He's probably the only storyline they went into in the first movie. But Barely, because we they, didn't, they didn't see go, half didn't, of no, what I, we saw I know, I know, I know, I know. They didn't go that in depth. And they kind of just played him as like this whiny teenager who hates his dad. Then they go into this storyline and they go into parts where the dad didn't show up for this and him and his mom. And now it makes sense why he was like that. And the voice they gave Cyborg and the intelligence they gave Cyborg and the mannerisms they gave Cyborg. And remember how I was saying how black people love Black Panther because he was like a dignified black character? This was a dignified black character. Yeah, because the guy who plays Cyborg, he actually is like a borderline genius. Like he's highly intelligent and all these amazing things. And that's why it's so like, it's it's amazing to see. Amazing. amazing. And just the dialogue now, was so much better in this movie, now, especially the last scene with the Joker, that dialogue that they wrote for Jared Leto. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting Brilliant. there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Now, Wonder Woman. This was the Wonder Woman I saw in the first one. Yes. This was not the Wonder Woman I saw in 1984. I think it was complete trash. And the way that they went back to the mascara and the way that they filmed it with Stefan Wolf and the way that, oh my God, I've been waiting to see the mascara fight like that. And the way that the women were fighting and the way that it wasn't, the way that, because when I saw 84, it's like, they tried to play the mascara woman like they're just like they're just simple. Like when you got to see, God. especially all the things. So seeing an Amazon warrior and coming back to the mascara was so beautiful because you literally see them be Amazons. Like yep. the strategicness, everything that they are. And it was so amazing to see. I was just yep. like, how, how was that? Remember when I told you yep. my favorite part, the only part of the first Justice League I liked was watching them fight. And I said, this scene needs to be extended. And I said that because there was so much more that was missing that we didn't know. Yep. We didn't know the, like why, like, especially when you see when Darkseid comes and he takes the hand, he slams it. And it's the equation of life. We didn't understand why the ground looked like that in the first Justice League. Sorry, spoiler. I don't, even, I don't even remember Darkseid being in the first. He Justice was. League. That's what I'm trying to say. So in just when they're fighting in the first Justice League, the ground in the first one, you see it's all broken up. Yeah. We didn't right. know why. Now we do. That's what I'm trying to say. Like there was so yeah. much missing that actually would they inform you. It up. And it's like, and it's like the way that I always hated Superman and Captain America because they were such bland characters. Captain America got interesting when Marvel decided to put out um, Winter Winter Soldier. Yeah, and where he got Superman. rid of his little schoolboy image. Superman got interesting in this movie. The man was killing, okay? And I was like, finally, we stop with this, like, goody-two-shoe scout boy shit. Yeah, especially the black like, Superman it suit, was, 
Stephen <laughs> Wolf. Costume is dope. Stephen Wolf was was just his voice, the 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 way he was, the way he was, the way the way he was imagined. Then, as you said, going into Jared Leto, I never understood why they chose him as Joker. I now get now it. you do, and they and they were going to link those movies together. And it was yes. Like, and this is the problem. This was the problem. The very first time when I saw Justice League, I was mad because I said that Justice League is trying to be Marvel. I said, DC is trying to be Marvel. And me and my boy always said that, like, they introduced everybody on a computer. They're rushing it. They should have took their time. And now, not only that, but DC has always been known for being dark. If you go back to the 90s, that but the Batman movies were dark for that time. If you go back to Dark Knight, it was dark. Like the Joker movies, dark. DC's always been dark, while Marvel has always been more of the family fun thing. And Marvel was able to perfect the family fun thing. Maybe, maybe not when Fox was was doing it, but when Marvel had a full hand on it, they perfected it. And DC, the only time that 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 the, that the darkness was truly perfected was in the Dark Knight franchise. Yes. But, but, but Jack Snyder, Zack Snyder had it perfected in this. It was perfect. When but they it did seems the like cut he, scenes going into other movies. But and, it seems and, like he also perfected it in Batman versus Superman, but we never got to see that. We never got to see it. Because and, and for that, all that, we know, that could be an amazing... It. No, I was saying, but for agree, all we know, agree, that also agree. could be a great cut, but we'll never agree. see it. It's and just... they, they, they need to bring that out. And I think the part that makes me sad, and the reason why I'm saying I'm sad, is because from what I understand when they decided to redo the Batman versus Justice League and when they decided to redo the Justice League movie, after that, they they decided to keep that jokey, wannabe Marvel tone going throughout all their movies. So that's why we got the 1984 that was much more jokier than the original Wonder Woman that was much more serious. You notice that. That's yeah. also why we got the Aquaman where they had Jason Momoa trying to be Ryan Reynolds instead of the Aquaman that we got here, where he was much more darker. And from what I from what I understand, DCU is going to continue to keep the same jokey tone because they already have it in all their movies. Well, they have no choice and, now. And hold on, hold on. So this is so DCU is going to continue to take the same jokey tone in all their movies. Now, my boy Mishu brought up a good point, and I want to bring him on this podcast later on. I'll probably bring him on maybe like in June and July, and we can have like a little. DC Marvel nerd out on his podcast here, but he brought up a good point. He did say that DC has a chance to save this because now that people have seen this, nobody wants to go back to that wannabe Marvel DCU. We want the dark Marvel that we love and enjoy. We don't want that DCU shit. So he did say that they introduced the Flash paradox in this. So they did say, yeah, where he go, we if can they go back in time. So if they utilize the Flash Paradox, he can go back in time and it gives them a chance to... They're probably not going to do Marvel versus Superman and they're probably not going to redo um, the second Wonder Woman, but it, it gives them a chance. They're not going to redo the movies. They're going to go forward, but it gives them a chance to bring the characters back to the way they were, bring, bring, bring Zack Snyder back and have him do all the movies going forward the way that he was going to. Because I'm pretty sure the DCU was thinking about it because the way that people responded to this versus the way they responded to the other two movies. And I'm like, if they if they want to use The Flash to go back and, mind you, those movies are not going to be redone. They're going to stand. But in the DCU, 
they're no longer going to exist. And they get to go back and they kind of get to start fresh with the characters, the way that Jack Snyder had them written, the way that we saw them in this, mm-hmm. and they get to and they get to bring back Ben Affleck. And oh my, I hope But they think do about that. this for a second. When you think about the Justice League that we saw, not only yeah. people responding to it now, but think about the fact of the way that it was petitioned from like 2018 to 2020 to get Zack Snyder's cut put out. Think about that for a second. The fact that the stars of the movie, the chick, the girl who plays Wonder Woman, whose name right now I can't remember, you had uh, the guy who played The Flash, you had all of them saying, put out Zack Snyder's cut. That's huge. To have the people who were in the movie be oh. like, trust us, this movie was better. They, and the fact I that it took people, like two uh, years of petitioning. And then when it, when I heard that he actually was cutting the movie, I was like, well, this is actually happening. And then to see what I saw, I was like, okay, now I see why you fought so hard because you hated this one. This one is far better. Mm-hmm. Like the fact of them just doing that. I swear, that, Ben Affleck left. Ben Affleck left. You said, forget it. And I and the whole thing is, I, I have people telling me that like, oh, the movies are exactly the same. It's just the ending They're that's not. changed. No. They're not the same. No, no, no. You may see if familiarity DCU, in certain scenes, but it's not the whole scene. It's and different. I'm going to say this straight. The only MCU movie that could compete with that Justice League movie is Endgame. Endgame. No other MCU movie could compete with that. I, I'm being honest. Black Panther. Black Panther. People don't even want to say this. Black Panther cannot compete with that. I'm sorry. Black Panther. Black Panther is the second best MCU movie to me outside of Endgame, but it was not better than Justice League. Only Endgame could compete with what I saw. Your Endgame and, had me crying. <laughs> and and it's like. If the DCU was able to have Jack Snyder do what he wanted to do, have free reign, and let him continue, even though I thought that they introduced the characters too fast, but I feel like they were going to make their solo movies. Because if you saw in the Justice League movie, um, Jason Momoa's Aquaman hadn't taken the mantle for... for um, he hadn't, ta- he hadn't taken for, over his like, birthright. For Atlantis like, yet. Yeah, he hadn't so taken basically, his birthright yet. So basically... That was his introduction, and they were still going to go back and do an Atlantis Aquaman movie, right? So, so like, I'm looking, and it's like, you still, you, you could have still done a Flash movie, because Flash's whole story is his mother dies. There was no point in doing a Cyborg movie. This was the Cyborg movie. I wouldn't do that. There was no point in doing a Batman movie. I would have just kept Batman from what he is now going forward, because there was no point in doing the origin again with his mother. And this is already an older Batman, so don't bother. You already did the Superman Man of Steel movie. Cool. This would have been perfect. And if they were able, if the DCU took this platform, they would have been on par with Marvel. Because right now, the way people look at it is it's Marvel and DCU is like, whatever. But if they took this platform, they would have been on par with Marvel. It would have been a real competition. They had so much potential uh, and like... They just, it just fell it just fell short and the funny thing is is that everyone says that they're like how did this even happen by the way Zack Snyder also did Man of Steel yeah I know that he did Man and of every, Steel and everyone because it, it's funny if you think about Man of Steel and you watch it and then you watch his cut of Justice League you notice the comparisons the way that things look yeah, yeah, and then you realize he's the same person. So it's just like it's just it just had so much potential. And maybe maybe they allowed him to do Man of Steel without cutting his parts because. Well, people, but I, I actually liked Man of Steel. I, I I didn't mind it. I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was a nice little you know introduction, something a little bit fresher. I liked it. Plus, Russell Crowe played a great. <laughs> I liked the fact that he was his dad. Um, I don't know. I think that they had so much potential in in 
Justice League that it's just oh my god like when I think about it the way it looked just the way the yeah, setting that's what I'm trying set. to say like the oh way that it looked god. when I think about it it reminded me of like the first Wonder Woman it did remind me of the look of Man of Steel just because based off of what I saw in Justice League I was I able to remember that, that. I and I was that. like this had so much more like it had so much grit to it that it could it could have been amazing but it just fell short and I don't I don't even I don't even like Batman versus Superman I do not like that movie I didn't even see that in cinemas. I watched it when it was available, like on Netflix at one point or something like that. Because I was like, I'm not paying for no, this. I, I didn't want to. I, I I agree with you, and I was just like, you know, man. I my honestly, my last word on it is I wish, I I hope that they maybe do use the the paradox and they go back, and I hope that they bring Jack Snyder back. I don't know if they're gonna be able to get Ben Affleck back because they just hired on Robert Pattinson. So well, Robert Pattinson is called the Batman, and that's almost finished filming. Because yeah, I think that's sorry. done already filming because What's-Her-Face is in it. Zoe Kravitz is in it playing Catwoman. That's you know done. What? I, haven't, I haven't seen Robert Pattinson's performance. Maybe he'll be a decent Batman for the Jack Snyder one too. I don't know. But it's I, I hope they do that. I, I really feel like they probably won't. And they'll probably just continue the jokey DC wannabe Marvel shit. And if they do that, then the movies are going to be trash. And it's going to be more sad because everyone's going to know what it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's going to look at DC as dropping the ball. And be like, you guys had a perfectly good movie and you guys just let it fall. But yeah, funny yeah. thing is, I I could rewatch the Justice League cut, but I need like a few months. Yeah, I don't I, I'm not a person watch, who likes watching movies. No, no, I'm back saying I can no, like I'm that, just saying like, I actually would watch that again, just not no, right I now. Would, I would, but I would. I would watch it again because it was just it was yeah. that good. Like I'm somebody where it's like I'll watch it, it's gotta be like two years down the line. Like I'm a person That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't watch it like now, like later. Yeah. Because maybe, because the funny thing is, even though I know that potentially the next DCU movies could be bad, me, knowing me, I'll still watch them because I want to see no, it. No, we're all going to still watch. I'm but gonna then watch I'll be like, one. man, why did I watch like, this? waste my time. They're going to get my money regardless because it's 90s nostalgia. They're going to yeah. get it regardless. But, but, but it's just complete. Ugh. But it's fine. It's fine, man. That's that's what I have to say on that. It's fine. Um, Let us know but, what you guys think. Yeah. You guys sit through the four hour epic that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Did yeah, you did you did you see what we're talking about when it comes to like the difference between Aquaman and that and the Aquaman that we saw in his oh standalone movie? Do you agree with the 84 reference? Because trust me, man, the first one room is so much better. Like what what do you think? And of course, mm-hmm. we love it when you guys comment and let us know what you guys think. Like, subscribe on YouTube as well. But uh but yeah, and like I know last time we announced that we were gonna hold off on episodes, and now I'm just kind of like, let's just put them out. So the audio of the episode might go up first, and the videos on YouTube might go up two weeks later. But I feel like at the end of the day, our audio listeners just do audio, and yeah. our video listeners just do the video clips, so they're accustomed to getting them when they get them, so it's fine. But we're still gonna film every other week, because I feel like there's so many topics that if we don't, we're gonna miss out on. Like fucking Derek Jacks had to touch on that shit. Jesus Christ. Right. As long as the topic is actually something that's interesting. Yeah. And not just but, to talk about something, to talk about nonsense. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, that, that's all I had to say for this week. That's it. All right, guys. That's we it. will see you in the next one. Like Justin just said, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share if you are on YouTube. If you are listening, subscribe. Also, rate the podcast. We love ratings. Ratings are always great. Click the little stars for us. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.